Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to Secret Nerd's second one-shot. I am super excited about this one-shot. This is some of the most hilarious gameplay I've ever been a part of, uh, and the players were an absolute pleasure. Um, So definitely, once this is over, make sure you check them out. They each have their own episodes on my show, uh, which you can check out as well if you're not uh, usually a listener here. Um, Content warnings for this episode include... uh, graphic descriptions of fantasy violence um there is some body horror we have a little bit of spiders and um i think that mostly covers it um however if i find anything else i'll make sure to put that in the description uh but please if any of those things are something that um, doesn't work for you in a show then you know please take care of yourself and i appreciate you checking it out um also if you like to just enjoy some um extra shenanigans stick around after the outro uh for a few clips um from some of the times that we took some breaks enjoy welcome to the secret nerd podcast where we think everyone should play tabletop rpgs and give you some reasons why For a second, it kind of sounded like Prince's Diamonds and Pearls. <laughs> no, that was definitely um, Emily from, um, what's that band's name that Skrillex used to be the singer of? What? This is like 2003. From first to last. Yes, thank you. I didn't know Skrillex was in a band. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, I just realized this might be the first character I've ever had with such high intelligence. Because oh. <laughs> I dumped the fuck out of that stuff. Well, that okay. Of usual dumps. Yeah. But it's probably different in Pathfinder than it is here, and I'm taking it light. Yeah, we'll, um, so uh, the way I do it, I try to keep, like, keep that in mind, and then if you have like high intelligence, I'll either give you more clues or just like give you um, like easier DCs, or whatever. Like I make it so that it makes sense for your character. Okay. Uh, I try not to be. It's just because my character is smart. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely get it. <laughs> oh, yes. Doesn't I... mean that I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is familiar. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, my character's constitution is high, but they don't live in a place that has COVID, so <laughs> they have the liberty to have a high constitution. Question, question yes. quickly about Kitsune's, because uh, Pai has the ability to be both a fox and a person. Yes. Is that an action to switch into it, or is that a like a, a ritual or like? I think it would just be an action to do. Um, and so even though there is no magic right now, uh, it's still something you can do. You can still change. Okay. But is yes. that a thing the town would fucking know that I do? It's up to you. If you don't want them to know, then they don't know. Yeah, I'd I'm fine with that. I'd rather not. Yeah. No, yeah, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Sounds like a witch head situation. I'm very scared. <laughs> <laughs> do we know as your friends? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, what do we know one more time? That I can turn into a fox. Oh, of course. Yeah. It'd be like that. Greed. Greed is an atrocity set upon the world, perpetuated by powerful humans in Galarian, and fed upon by demons, devils, and the like. In 4735 AR, a war began. A war that would tear the world apart with wanton destruction. A mage known as Turlpam Nod out of Absalom would set fire to the world, burning every bridge of diplomacy. He enlisted hordes of devils from hell through thoughtless contracts, and demons from the abyss began to follow in order to claim their own portions of the material plane. This, of course, did not sit well with the deities of good. And so the material plane became a battleground. In Ntambu, the Magambia's Tempest Sun mages fought valiantly to protect their people. As the earth erupted around them and the landscape began to change, they began to fear the worst. The once accessible Vanji River turned into a sea, the opposite coast lost to the horizon. The jungles of the south and west lifted from the ground as the very earth made flatland into a cliff face. Knowing that their own survival was slim, they decided to give themselves over to protecting their home one last time. With a ritual never imparted outside the walls of Magambia, they poured their life essence into a shield that covered what remained of the land of their city. From the dust and waves rose the survivors. Many of them were local, while others were students of Magambia, traders washed in from the expanded body of water, and wanderers limping out of the jungle. As the residents turned to a rebuilding their home and healing the injured, many were dismayed to find that magic no longer worked. What remained of students and teachers of Magambia could not pull from their arcane arts, regardless of the skill level. Clerics panicked as they felt a void where the warmth of their deity's grace once rested. Even druids, many walking away into reclusion, could not find a connection with nature to pull from. With so many of the highly skilled lost to a war no one understood, other folks began stepping up. It is here where we find ourselves, 83 years later, in an Ntambu that has found relative peace in a world that turned inside out. The local residents are a cautious folk, as their world has taught them to be. No one sails beyond the horizon line. For those who do, never come back. Hunting for food is dangerous, and usually done in groups. Many foods are grown for this reason, and fish and flatbread have remained staples. And it is with the warm, fragrant smell of flatbread that our residents wake to on an early fall morning. A light rain pattering against the stone of the buildings fills their ears. And so, yeah, let's start with, because it's first in my order that I see, Wick. Wick wakes in the morning. Uh, if you could go ahead and introduce us to the character and uh, describe yourself, please. Uh, I am playing Wick. This is Allegra. I'm playing oh, Wick. Oh, yeah. Probably uh, introduce <laughs> yourself, too. This is a one-shot after all for a podcast. Uh, yes, this is Allegra. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allegra. Uh, I'm a professional, I'm... guys. So I don't know if you know that. Uh, it's fine. 
The Mayday, we can't do our mm. <laughs> intros right ever, maybe. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm Allegra. I'm playing Wick, the Sensit Gnome Barbarian. Mm. Um, Wick is uh, very small, as gnomes usually are, probably around three feet tall. Um, got pointy, tiny ears, dark brown eyes, just like caked on eyeliner, very dark and thick. It looks like at one point they were winged, but Wick has like smudged it when they were like working in the field and like, it's just, they haven't had the chance or desire to reapply it. So it's just there now. It's smoky now. It's yeah, it's smoky. It's intentional. Uh, they've got kind of long dark brown hair uh, that as soon as they wake up, it's just kind of all over the place. And instead of trying to um, control it, they just run their hands through it a couple times, flip their head up and down, <laughs> and then put a hat on. <laughs> so it's got a bunch of volume, but it's kept under a hat. Uh, and it's it's just like a like a beanie cap. It's not anything. <laughs> like It doesn't have a brim or anything. It's just a beanie and then just like a poof of hair. Nice. Uh, all of their clothes are pretty dark and like close fitting. Um, yeah, that's, that's Wick. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so Wick wakes. Um, does Wick live with anybody else in the town, do you think? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Like, I feel like Wick would probably, um, if, if there's like a common house or like a place that, is there, is there a common house or is it just like everyone has their own residence because it's like a small town? Or Yeah, everybody has their own residence because it's a small town, but like there are just groups of homes that are very close together. Yeah, I, th- I think their place is pretty small, but intentionally, not intentionally, it's close to their friends. They're like, okay. it just happened to be the one that's there. And I, you were, just because you're close doesn't mean I picked it intentionally. <laughs> yeah, and so um, Wick wakes up. They they don't have to be to work um, right away. You still have a little bit of time to uh, get some breakfast. Um one thing that Wick would know is that your favorite place to eat, one of your favorite places to eat, um, is a small uh, vendor. They sell like fried chicken sandwiches. Um, the the owner's name is uh, Alif Kik. That's A L I F K C I H C. Bonus points for people who figure that one out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they um, they're just around the corner. Um, but that's usually where um, you can grab a quick breakfast. Um, they own the business with uh, with their husband, Ratsap Ivad. That's R-O-T-S-A-P-E-V-A-D, uh, Ratsap Ivad. Um, and so, yeah, Alif is a, they're a tall human with like finely twisted dreadlocks, a very neat beard that is uh, like well-oiled. They wear a clean white apron. And like a very beautifully decorated uh, red shirt. Yeah, and it's kind of like on the way to to work there. Cool. I think I kind of like roll out of bed, uh, grab all of my supplies that I need, uh, and then I get a sandwich for all three of the others. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And so we will move on next to, is it, uh, well, to Zach. Uh, I'll let Zach <laughs> introduce the character. Because again, this is a one shot. Uh, yeah. uh, I am Zach and I am playing Maki, uh, short for Makar, but I'm not going to say that right all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> Maki. Um, and she is a quill coat chisk. Okay. Um, so she's bald, fully bald. 
and um, I think she has like a, a small mohawk of quills that run from the front of her head all the way down back. Um, she definitely has not clothes. She has clothes. She has one sort of like like overall thing that she wears all the time that just sort of covers it, and it's covered in pockets. She's got like the equivalent of like multiple like knives and survival things just like on her person. Um, she like sleeps in it. This is this is one outfit all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and so you wake um, as well. You hear the rain. It's starting now with this rain. Basically, Nantambu only has a couple of seasons where it's like really hot and warm, and then it just turns to rain for a few months. Um, and it's right at the beginning of that rainy season. So uh, it's not heavy rain yet, but it's starting to come down. You, you can start to see that things are changing. Um, but you can still smell smell that flatbread. You can still smell that those wonderful fried chicken sandwiches um, that... Uh, you know, are not harmful to people um, of marginalized genders. And um, <laughs> yeah, so you, you do you join your friend Wick? Yeah, um, Maki starts following this, the scent. Like that's the first thing she notices. So she starts following it like it's, like it's something to hunt. <laughs> like and then when trail, she turns, yeah. yeah, she turns the corner and sees the full establishment. She's like, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, right. Awesome, yeah. So yeah, so DK. It is now, uh, we now wake with your character. Do Duskwalkers even sleep? That is the question. Recreationally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just to kind of pass the time, not so much out of need. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm DK. I am playing Moors, the human Duskwalker cleric. Um, I was alive. And then I wasn't, and now I am again, and so things have changed. Uh, I have <laughs> I have gray skin and gray eyes and long silver hair. I'm basically just all shades of gray, um, dressed very smartly in like whatever the equivalent of a waistcoat and probably men's trousers are, just in case I need to get into a scuffle. Um, and <laughs> I am my hair is pulled back very haphazardly just to get it out of the way. Appearance does not seem to be much of a thing that I contemplate often. Awesome. And yeah, and so um, kind of what it looks seems like we're leading to all of the friends know that they're going to be together in the morning, at least for breakfast. Um, so yeah, do you as well head out to join them? Absolutely. Morris is a creature of habit and just knows there is a specific set time for breakfast, and that is the time that I will be there because that is how you do friends. Awesome. So she will head on her way. Okay, perfect. And that takes us to Eli. Hi, I'm Eli. Um, and I'm playing a Pai, who is a kitsune. And I think Pai has already been up for a while and was probably out in the woods gathering um some herbs and stuff taking advantage of like the fresh rain um and probably when it's like starting to like even though it's like rainy you can kind of tell that the sun's at least starting to rise and stuff so there's a little bit more light out um that's when they know it's time to probably like head in because they they know that they got to meet up with everybody um but right now they're in a form of like a, a red uh red fox and they got like these little satchels that are just tied around like the belly where they can stuff the herbs. <laughs> I love it. And yeah, so they just like 
scamper all the way from the woods into town, like jumping over barrels, skidding and skirting, trying to like dodge people and try to stay out of the rain as much as possible. And we're meeting at the the bar, right? Uh, Right now you would all be outside of kind of like outside of the homestead. There's there's like a bunch of different vendors in like the main courtyard area and that would probably be where you would meet uh, okay. initially. Yeah. Then yeah, then I'm just going to like try to like scamper up to towards like a, a rooftop or something like that so like I'm over everybody and then just like eventually like scurry down and drop down and just like do like one of those big old stretches. <laughs> nice. Shake the rain off my coat. Awesome, yeah. And so you stay uh, fox into town? Yes, I will stay in fox form for now. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, and so, yeah, so you guys have a few moments to kind of chat with each other um, based on, like, the jobs that you guys have given me. So, uh, yeah, Wix, uh, the tavern, the, uh, gosh, Hippo's Dawn. Uh, The Hippo's Dawn is, is kind of north of the town. And... Um, the library where Moore's works is follows that same path and kind of branches off to go across some of the canals and the bridges that have been made there um, to get to what was once um, the Magambia, uh, the prestigious school of magic that has now been uh, kind of s- semi-ruined um, and basically held up uh, with what space is there as just a place of learning uh, as folks try to kind of reactivate magic um, without really knowing how to do that. And then for um, Maki and Pai uh, being like hunters and foragers, I think it would probably make sense that a lot of like the hunting and stuff is done together because literally it's too dangerous. There's nobody who's like, who can do magic or who has, you know, martially skilled enough um, to take on some of the dangers that are out there alone. So, um, you know, going out together would probably make sense. But yeah, you guys kind of travel travel north uh, along that path. Yeah, I think if possible, well, because of where we're at, this is sort of the chicken sandwich spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Maki's going to come in with like, like when you hunt actual game, how it's like over your shoulder on like a stick. Yeah. She's going to have that, but it's going to be like domestic chickens. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> She just needs to hunt something, even if it's chickens that live here, and <laughs> drops them off like it's game that she hunted. Yeah. Uh, just uh, smacks it on the counter. <laughs> yeah. And so you see, you you hand them over to a leaf and uh, they go, ah, I, I see you have brought in uh, the hunt. Yeah, they do air quotes. Well, uh, Makia, I'll still pay you for this. Obviously, this is... But I do, I hope this didn't come from my farm, though. Like, they eye you. Pi's, like, laughing. <laughs> like, like, like how little, a fox would just, like, little... Yeah, chittering fox. Uh, of course not. Uh, this, this is, this is wild. These are wild chickens. And you see as they, like, pick one up by the foot and kind of observe it, and they look to their partner and have like a discreet conversation and their partner smiles and uh, and he starts to step away slowly, um, presumably to go check the farm uh, to see where the chickens came from. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, but they, um, well, I trust you, Maki. So for the time, I will pay you now. And uh, and they hand over two gold. 
uh, for the chicken. Yes. So, yeah. So you get a little bit of, uh, of cash there to start your morning. I'm going to scratch <laughs> um, Maki's, like, <laughs> like pant leg <laughs> for one of those gold pieces. <laughs> and you keep oh. that fox away from my hens, you understand? Right. No, they don't, they don't mean anything by it. They're harmless. <laughs> harmless. They wouldn't hurt or take anything from anyone. <laughs> It's just mm-hmm. looking like staring daggers at the I'm fox. Staring, I'm staring daggers back, but I'm just still scratching the pant leg. <laughs> she, she takes a gold and splits it with her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the gold piece and like tuck it in my satchel. <laughs> I have never seen a fox act so strange, but well, it is strange times, and certainly it's not magical. It can't be, right? No. And uh, you see, as as they nod you off and um, gesture for more uh, customers who are kind of waiting in line behind you. Yeah, and you guys continue to just sort of walk north. As you are sort of passing another like block of houses, um, you come around a corner. You see a group of teenage boys that are surrounding something uh, against a wall. You can't really tell. You're kind of too far away. But you can see one of the boys is this kind of bigger. He's not like muscular. He's like just a big boned kid. And you know that he is sort of like a town bully. While there's not like any need for a ton of militia in the town, there's a few city guards here and there just to sort of help with protecting things um, that may wander in from the jungle or the coast. There aren't many bullies either. But this particular asshole is kind of known around the town. His name is Jaleel. And you can see Jaleel is saying something. Um, Go ahead and all of you give me a perception check, please. And so this will be your level zero perception. So whatever bonus, like you won't get any kind of trained, might make it a little bit difficult to break down, but basically you're just going to add your wisdom bonus to that and only your wisdom bonus to your roll. Okay. Because perception in Pathfinder 2E is used for your initiative role, it's used for your insight roles, uh, it's used for a lot. So I understand. But yeah, if you're using the number in the box, just reduce it by two. Excuse oh, by two. Me. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Nine. Nine. Okay. <laughs> Eighteen. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. So. Um, Everyone except for Wick notices this. What What is Wick doing, do you think, as you're walking up um, that you wouldn't really notice what's exactly going on in that situation? Wick is busy trying to fit as much of their sandwich in their mouth as they possibly can. Um, they've never been able to, like, one bite swallow uh, a chicken sandwich. They've gotten really close, and this is the closest they've ever gotten. Uh, so I think they're, like cramming it in at the sides and like ah try to unhinge their jaw like a snake. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, so you you are trying to Scooby Doo this chicken sandwich and <laughs> and so you don't notice um but your friends immediately notice that the individual that is being picked on by this group of bullies is none other than your nephew. Uh your nephew Dovin. Oh, this um, shit. Yeah. And so Dovin is is young. Yeah. Dovin is only five years old. No reason at all that these teenagers should be picking on this child. 
and I don't notice this. You, well, yeah, you're you're in your sandwich. But yeah, your friends notice, and they know that that's your nephew. Can I just run over there and try to <laughs> pants him? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I just want to. I want to grab like the back of his pants, like uh, that copper tone style. <laughs> yeah. So you start to run over there. Um, at, at this point, y'all are close enough that you can hear Jaleel being like, "Oh yeah, a, a blue demon, a blue fucking demon." Like, you're such an idiot, you little kid. And like, just like you can, like he's uh, Dovin is scared, and he's like around these big big kids you know compared to him um go ahead and roll your attack roll which would just be like an unarmed bonus go ahead and roll to counter bully <laughs> yeah and at this point you see you see pie run off um and wick now can see their nephew between the legs i'm not allowed to rage yet am i <laughs> you are not allowed to rage yet Damn yeah it. you are still level zero okay Wick, how do we feel about this? I mean, you do can we... rage in your heart. You can rage in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> can I use it? My jaw attack. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay. okay. That is an eleven. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a shitty kid. He has no dex, so that hits. Uh... I, I, <laughs> I want to be like slightly cool about it, and if I can like grab him by the pants and then like kind of slide underneath to, <laughs> okay. to try to like <laughs> topple him and pants him at the same time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you grab onto the back of the pants and run under his legs. You can see like his, his uh, wide back kind of like tipping backwards and he ends up hitting the ground um, and just yells out, Hey, and you could see like his group of friends kind of look around and look back and see uh, what is now a non-mechanically enraged wick along with uh, their friends. Uh, and they, they all start to back up, but, uh, but Jaleel um, kind of grabs at his pants and stands up. Uh, as yeah, soon so- as he stands up, I'm going to start sprinting full speed, shedding items, <laughs> pulling my hat off, <laughs> and I'm going to jump forward and tuck into a cannonball and just try to kneecap this kid. <laughs> the whole time oh I'm, just, I'm just laughing. <laughs> okay, um, do me a favor. So roll, roll, um, roll another perception roll. I rolled roll. So you're probably still going to go before him. Because uh, like I said, perception is what we're going to use for initiative. I gave the, the free round to Pi. Uh, but we'll go ahead and do this just to see if he can react before you attack him. 22. Oh, yeah. You got this. Um, okay. Yeah. So you you roll into a cannibal. Go ahead and make an unarmed uh, attack. Immediately. <laughs> Which should just be basically for this just do your dex modifier plus your uh, plus a d20. Okay. So dex plus. 10. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was, I made his AC 10, so that, that hits exactly. So you just roll into him and hit his legs um, as he's like trying to like pull his pants back up. Uh, you see him fall uh, again and start to trip over his legs and start to kind of run away. Yeah, so that would be his. So he's just going to start moving basically uh, to try to get away from you. Um, and you can see your nephew kind of standing against the wall still, still looking scared. 
and I'll, I'll say at this point, unless you guys are going to try to stop him from running away, um, he's, you know, been embarrassed and beat up. Uh, and so you're welcome to do whatever you'd like, but he is he is running. So unless you're going to stop him, we'll just come and come out of initiative. Order. Wink, are you satisfied? No, but he's a child and I'm <laughs> technically not. So I guess I mean, I he's have like, this is, you know, olden times, right? Like, he's 16, 17. He's a fucking adult. You can beat a child ass. Oh, if he's 16, 17, I'm going to punch him in the face. Okay, yeah. (laughs) These are olden times. It's olden times. I know. (laughs) So, basically, I'll say, um, with, you know, stumbling and everything, he has now moved uh, in the opposite direction of all of you and is um, 30 feet away. So you'd have to use 30 feet of movement uh, as one action. And then you would have two actions that you could use um, to attack with. Okay, so I have 25 feet of movement. Can I move as one of them and then move again that last five feet? Yes. And then use my last one to sock him in the stomach or throat or whatever I can reach. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So just, yeah, same thing. Just do a, because right now you're unarmed. So just do another D20 plus your dex. Oh, just an eight this time. Okay. Yeah. So you swing at him again and, uh, excuse me, this time he's able to just be out of the way. And then, yeah, unless anybody else is going to intervene, he is going to just take off again. Uh, and he's just still trying to just run away. You hear him yelling stuff back. Um, you know, uh, just being really shitty to all of you and to the kids. But, uh, I'm going to shit on your front doorstep. <laughs> Watch out, you punk ass. You're going to have to explain to your mom why there's shit on your front doorstep. Do you really want to do that? And uh, <laughs> you can see he's just embarrassed. Uh, you know, he's he's got dark brown skin, so he doesn't, like, blush. But you can see he's just embarrassed and infuriated. Um, and... What you you know about this kid, Jaleel, Jaleel's mom is actually like kind of the town caregiver. Like she takes care of everyone when anybody needs something. Um, you know, she's she knows her way around some basic medicine and stuff like that. Um, very, very much beloved in the town. Uh, her name is Zuri, Z-U-R-I. And um, yeah, it's it's it's. Nobody understands how Zuri ended up having this uh, biological shipwreck, but uh, <laughs> things happen. I never do. Actually, I'd never do that to your mom, but I'll do it in your bedroom, and you'll have to explain that you shit yourself or that someone shat in your room. <laughs> Get him! Get him! <laughs> and at this point, like he's, you know, he's he's gone, tucked behind a building, and, and you can see a couple folks around town have just like sort of looked in your direction. Um, and uh, I think, you know, you tell me, but I, I imagine that uh, Wick has like a history of, of having a temper. Oh, yeah. So people kind of see who's talking and they go, oh, okay, well, that's, that's Wick for you. <laughs> then I'm going to go stomp back over and pick up my items as I go and brush dirt off my chicken sandwich that's, there's only like half of it left and put it in my mouth. Or actually, I'm going to break it in half, give half to Dovin, pick him up, and put the other half in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he, Dovin, he, he grabs around your neck um, and holds on tight. Um, and you, y'all are about the same size. Um, and so he's just kind of like <laughs> walking along. He's as a five-year-old? Yeah. I'm so small. Gnomes Cheers. are tiny. 
Like, yeah. I'm gonna My go. kids no, are like three feet tall. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, um, go. I'm gonna go over to Wait, Dovin. is he also a gnome? No. Um, oh, he's my he's, nephew, but he's not a yeah, gnome. Right. <gasps> well, because you, you have a feral background, right? I do. Yeah, you were adopted into this family. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's the way that I understood the situation. Uh, but yeah, no, Dovin is a Dovin is a human. Oh, my sweet baby boy. I'm going to go to Dovin and I'm going to like also scratch his pant leg for the chicken sandwich that was given to him. Kai, cut it out. I'll give her my half. Oh. Yeah. You had your own. You're still hungry? Just going to bite it, eat it. Yeah. So we'll take it anyway. And yeah, so um, you guys start to get close to like basically parting ways now. Um, uh, I'll ping it on the map, but essentially you're at a point where um, Moors would generally cross across the canals to get to the Magambia, and then uh, Pai and, and Mackie would head out their ways into um, like the immediate forest. And then, uh, yeah, the tavern's right there. Now, I, I don't want to sort of ruin the moment, but the... It's just that your, your, um, uncle just assaulted a, a minor in a way, and I just would like to know why. What happened? Oh yeah, what the fuck was that about? Uh, well, they, they heard. I, I was trying to tell a story. I, I see. Somebody said that you, you know the. You take your time. You, take your time. You know. You know the the boy, um, um, Jaren. Jaren, um, the one who's sick. And so you guys would know about six days ago, uh, one of the hunters for the village named Jaren came back with some kind of weird, um, like, he was in a fight with some kind of wild creature. Uh, looks like he had been bitten and scratched and stuff. And he's just been getting more and more sick as the days have gone by. In the care of Zuri. Zuri has been doing her best to try to get him better, but each day that's gone by has just been worse and worse and worse. Um, and yeah, and so you know, I went to go see Jaren, and um, he said that he was attacked by a blue demon. And so I. I just was trying to tell people that there was blue demon in in the jungle, and then those boys they picked on me. They they said that I was a liar and that I was making up stories and that I just have um, uh, imagination and that I'm I still wet my bed and and they said a lot of mean things to me. So um, yeah, I, I just I was there was a lot of them and I was just scared. Well, you have a lot of imagination and that's a good thing anyone that says that's a bad thing can eat my shorts <laughs> eat your shorts mm-hmm okay um well uh thank thank you for for getting them and and he looks down and and scratches uh pie on the on the head and uh yeah yeah he's well i just i just hope that they don't come back but um I mean, Miss Missouri was very scared, and and she seemed sad about about Jaren today. So, hmm. Morris, is there anything in all those books about blue demons? 
Let me see what I can remember. So yeah, what you can do right now is called a recall knowledge. So, um, just a flat recall knowledge. Yeah. So, do you did you get any skills like specific skills from your uh, background? I guess specifically, did it give you like training in occultism? No, uh, okay. the only thing that I have like that in my background would be my uh, dedication. Okay, so go ahead and just roll a flat d20 then, and we'll kind of see. Uh... 14. 14. Okay, so yeah, from what you've heard, because, um, you know, demons and devils and things of, like that were a big part of the original war that happened 83 years ago. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, in the stuff that you've read, you don't remember any kind of blue demons um, that would line up with what uh, what they were talking about. Well, I have never read anything about any blue demons, but it seems like something that could be a holdover from, you know, before. I I believe you, and she's gonna kneel in front of in front of the very small boy and keep a little bit of distance because she knows that she is kind of alarming to look at um and um i believe you just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not there perhaps we could go look uh i don't know i you can you, you can see like when you suggest go going to look that he immediately looks at Wick and like becomes kind of worried, and I, I don't, I don't want you to go fight a demon. I, that, that seems scary. Nah, demons are scared of me, not the other way around. <laughs> and he kind of smirks and, and looks down at the dirt um, and kind of like, you know, kicks rocks around. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, Plus, if we go look, then we can tell the boy who was just bullying you that you were telling the truth, if, if we find anything. And then, like, he, like, brightens up. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you hear at that point Miss uh, Lona, who owns the Hippostan, um, who is your, I guess, like, adopted aunt, uh, Wick. Um, you can hear her calling for for Dovin. Uh, from the tavern and, and you guys are pretty close and he goes uh well um just please you know take just be safe okay i, I don't want you to get hurt and he kind of grabs onto your hand um and then you hear you hear her call again and he, he, you know, he starts to take off and run in towards the tavern wait wait dovin one more uh, thing yeah skids to a stop <laughs> listen listen and i get really close there's nothing wrong with pissing yourself, okay? <laughs> you can weaponize it. If you need to weaponize it, you can. Ty knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes you piss where you sleep so no one fucks with you. <laughs> it's just a weapon. I'm nodding Okay, you own it. You own it. <laughs> and he just, he looks at you and kind of cocks his head to the side and- um, Own it. And then looks past you at Wick and Right. Uh, I have to. I have to go. <laughs> Just runs away. We are what? Fifteen minutes into this, we've already created a family of degenerates. <laughs> We're doing great. I love it. We're doing great. 
I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, you guys are now, uh, I mean, certainly, you know, feel free to have a conversation about this, but it's, you know, round time where separation would happen. I mean, Blue Demon are working at the tavern. There's, there's no question. Like, fuck it. Of course I'm going to love this fucking will still be there. Yeah. The books don't go anywhere. You've read so many books and you know so much. This is like the practice of putting them into use. I would very much like to see a blue demon. Yes. I mean, you two are already going out in the forest, right? We we were just there. We could in the go forest. back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving Mackie like, <laughs> I'm narrowing my gaze like, what? <laughs> I mean, we were, we, we were, we were there like recently, not like this morning. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't there this morning. <laughs> To the, to the forest, to the demon, to the demon to, to yeah. verify the claims of the child. We're here to build up a child. As you as you get ready to head that direction, you actually see um, Zuri walking towards you, uh, looking like looking as if they are walking towards you with purpose. Uh, and and yeah, and so um, do you guys wait for Zuri? Do you wait for her? I'm gonna scurry up to like one of the roof, like rooftops or something like that, or something like yeah. higher up. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna scramble. Just take off. Not take that's off, a, but just be, a, yeah. get Fun the high, say hi. get the high ground. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What do we do? Because like she might be coming to yell at me for telling her son I was gonna shit in his room, but she might also have information about the blue demon. So what do we think? I think we should just ride it out. Right. Okay, oh. this isn't the first time I've been got a chonkla for you, guarantee. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I've taken chonklas. I panster child <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> you see, you see as she um, she walks up, she she's not looking at you the whole time. She starts to like look down at the ground. You can see she has a concerned look on her face. Um, and then she walks up and she she looks at all of you, kind of stops, put her hands on her hips. Well, I curtsy in a really awkward way. (laughs) (laughs) What on earth are you doing? It's just nice to see you. It's nice to see you, too. Listen, uh, I know you're probably worried about that whole situation with Jaleel. Don't worry about that. I understand that my son is... uh, I don't know what situation to which you're referring. Just stop, Wick. Just stop. (laughs) It's fine. So we're going to move past that because right now I need a little bit of help. You see, um, I know you've heard that I've been trying to take care of Jaren. And uh, it's getting more and more concerning. Um, one, I'd like all of you to come. I need to... <sighs> he seems to think that it's going to be his last day on this earth. And... And wants to go see. He wants to go to the shore. He wants to see the shoreline for one last time. I don't know. He's very adamant about it, and I can't get him there myself. So I need help with that. But Moore's, I also want to see if maybe there's something you can just take a look at it and see if there's something else that you can see just with the books you've read. Um, you know, I, I know you kind of showed up out of nowhere. 10 years ago 
maybe you know a little bit more than what I know. I would be more than happy to take a look and see what I can discern. I don't know that the field that I emerged from is going to be of any use to us in this situation, but I will I will see what I can work out. Yes, please take me to him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you and I, we both go out there to get, you know, medicinal herbs and stuff because there's that's where they grow sometimes but i just i don't know i just need a second eye i think i've been it's been six days now and i i might have just narrowed in too far and so she leads you back to the to her house and so she um is down uh south kind of southeast of the town um near the shore um you guys walk in I think the first thing that you notice um, is the assortment of smells. Uh, the room that she has kept him in um, is, you know, has drying herbs hanging on the walls, um, you know, just plants growing in pots everywhere. So it's a very uh, fragrant in that way. But also, you can smell distinctly from the uh, body of Jaren that he has some kind of like odor uh maybe it's just from laying in bed for so long but he just smells almost as if he is dying but he's not dead um you can clearly see he's not dead but yeah he he just he looks weak like his eyes are moving but he's not like talking he's not greeting you anything like that morris immediately goes and sits at his bedside right next to him okay she looks at zuri how, how is it getting worse, would you say? Well, each day, he just seems to become more and more lethargic. His pulse seems to be getting slower. Uh, he sleeps longer. Um, it's as, like, and she, like, you know, gently, like, lifts his arm and just, like, lets go and it just, you know, kind of flops or to the bed, and uh, he's just, you can see his eyes are, like, looking around, but she's like, it just seems like his body just won't respond anymore. I wonder. I would like to recall knowledge, specifically occultism. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. So... I would say with an 18, you would know that there are there are certain things in the jungle that can take over a person's uh, body. Some, I mean, there's definitely like diseases, poisons, uh, natural things in the jungle that could be caught, uh, but not knowing like what caused it, because it, it seems to have stemmed from the attack. That's when this all started. It's hard to say. But it's possible that some kind of foreign body, poison, pathogen, something has entered into him that seems to just be, you know, withering him from from life. Would I know of any way to narrow it to narrow it down to try and figure out if something is affecting him adversely? Find a way to know what that is specifically. I would say the only other thing you could do. Uh, would be like to do a medicine check. Okay. And the, you know, just kind of run a little routine physical, if you will. 
That is an 11. An I'm 11? sure I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you're kind of looking him over. Like, you don't see any outward signs of uh, outside of, like, the damage. You can still see that, like, he's still very heavily bandaged. Um, it seems to, like, the, the blood seems to have stopped. But, um, yeah, you feel kind of around like around his chest and his head and his neck. And you notice that there is some kind of um, warmth there, like almost like a fever. And it seems to be central to uh, his throat. And he just says, you know, uh, please just let me, I just want to see the water one, one more time. Moore's gestures to everyone else to kind of step away for a second. I'll be right back. I don't, I don't think that this man has to die, but I don't think that we have time to figure out what's afflicting him. Navar, would I've seen something like this illness in like the in nature, like another like other animals contracting s- similar sicknesses and stuff like that? Just spending time out in the woods a lot. You can roll occultism for that. Ooh, that's twenty. I would say, hmm, you, do you have occultism in your background? I have um, a plus seven in it. Okay, so part of that is probably training. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I think that you would know, I think the only time you've ever seen it was that you, as a fox, were looking around. You once came upon the body of of a human that had passed um the the throat of the the in this situation the throat had been like bitten out essentially but you'd remember like as you were kind of sniffing around it that there was a heat rating radiating off of that spot um and i'll say this was a time that you kind of took some risks and ventured out um and usually, so for the sake of our map, so basically we're in uh, an Nintambu that has changed a lot. So it, once you kind of enter above the cliffs, um, like outside of the like the first forest, you start to get into like heavy, dangerous predator animals and dangerous predator monsters. Um, so people who venture into the battlefields, like you got to be pretty good about like you know, knowing how to creep through the forest quietly and stuff like that. Uh, the benefits of the battlefields is that there are medicinal herbs that kind of grow around there. This is very specific, um, that can be used and the, but any, anywhere out there is kind of a, a, a pretty rough space. So, um, once you get out further in, you kind of were feeling adventurous one day, brave, and decided to go out uh, deeper into the forest, about a mile past the battlefield, and that's where you located this um, human. It wasn't somebody from the village. Uh, it wasn't uh, like anybody that you knew. It was a weird situation, and it was already like a kind of a ominous, you shouldn't be out here in the first place, you know, kind of saw the situation and took off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in my satchel, my little uh, little satchels, and I'm going to pull out, like, a piece of foliage that I probably gathered from this region and stuff like that, just because I would have, and I'm just going to hand it to Maki. 
to just like show that like like this is a location like because I would have probably told them about it and sh just to, to communicate that I might know where uh where we need to go okay where this where the sickness might be yeah and I mean you guys can always ask um to uh like where he went whether he knows it or if he talked to to Zuri about that as well I have yeah. one more question about him really quick. Yeah. Are there any like discolorations around his injuries or is it kind of like the amount you'd expect from an infection and or wound? Um, yeah, I would say he's pretty bandaged up, but you can see like, it's still very like heavily bruised around there. Um, you know, a multitude of, of blues, greens and yellows. And did we already say what, kind of wound like was it like claws or like so there was both claws and bites okay cool morris do you mean by we don't have time that like we're gonna fix it or like we don't have time like he's gonna die before we do it i think there are a great deal of things that could have caused this i don't know that we will have enough time to narrow down what is actually happening to him actually Jaren. Yes. Can you tell me why you seem to think this is the end for you? And you can see, like, the effort it takes to to speak, even, is, like, a lot on Jaren. I... I just... I don't... I don't have it in me. I can feel... I can feel my body just, I just, please just, I just want to, I just want to see the water one last time. I think we should take him. I agree. To the water. So, yeah. So she's kind of got it. Zuri's kind of got it set up. Like basically like there's just like a stretcher you guys can carry to, to get him out there. Um, it's a, it's a small little walk, uh, like less than a quarter mile to the shore. Um, you kind of set him down on the beach and you can see as the light rain is kind of coming down and landing on him, he's just kind of breathing it all in. You set him sideways so you can see out into the water and he just stares and he just stares out and quietly sort of just passes away after about 20 minutes. And you can see Zuri, uh, she's sort of crying quietly. And uh, she has like a blanket that she kind of brings and, and sets over him. I'm going to take one of his hands and just kind of set it where the, the ocean can lap at it just for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, she says, look, I don't, I don't know what it was that attacked him but it I mean it can't be good if if whatever it is gets back here I mean I can only imagine how awful that would be and I don't know I don't want to send you all onto into a suicide mission but it's always best in numbers and you know certainly if you I mean take I don't know 
I don't know what I'm trying to ask you. It just seems there's danger. This is dangerous. I'm going to take the leaf from Maki because obviously they're not going to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I totally <laughs> forgot about that thing. I'm going to grab it, though. I'm going to snatch it from you and then I'm going to hand it to Moors. Moors has been, been sitting like quietly next to Jaren throughout this entire process and she looks down at the piece of foliage in her hand and says, I for one would like to know what did this. I give it a nod. I'll go where you guys go. I've already imagined killing this thing several times. So I would love to just sort of play that out. And you can see Zuri kind of understanding, but also um, she just looks worried. She says, well, I'm going to, I'm going to sit with him a bit longer. If you want to go grab your gear, um, and then if you could just come help me get him back to the house so I can prepare him for his funeral. Of course. Of course. And so, yeah, so um, you guys can go grab your stuff. So I would say, Wick, you would know, and, and Moores, you would know, uh, you both have like a scythe that you use to help with the wheat fields behind the tavern. Um, so you guys can grab those if you would like. Um, and then Maki, if you want to go back to your house to grab, um, your crossbow, I think is what you started with, right? Yes. Yes. I will go back and get all of my hunting gear. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. And then Pi, do you, would you use any kind of weapons at all? Or like, do you ever change I have, into a humanoid form out in the woods? I have a, I have a, a bag, uh, like a... <laughs> <laughs> like a go a, bag. A go bag. <laughs> push somewhere out in the woods. So okay. as soon as we get out to the woods, then that's the first place I'm going is grabbing that. Honestly, like as soon as I get out of town and we get in further enough into the woods, I'll finally shift <laughs> out yeah. of out of Fox Swarm. Okay. So you just hang do you just hang out with Zuri? Yeah, I'll just hang out with Zuri until everybody's ready. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So as you guys are kind of gathering that stuff, uh, you can see Zuri just kind of uh, sitting next to uh, Jaren, sort of just saying uh, a prayer. Um, as you guys are on your way back, um, Pi, go ahead and give me a perception check, please. Uh, a seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're just kind of um, sitting by, waiting, looking back towards the path, and you you turn to hear uh, Zuri scream. You look, and you can see that for some reason Jaren's body has woken up. It has grabbed the hand has grabbed onto Zuri's wrist and is pulling her down you can see where its mouth once was has now like the jaw has been like dislocated some kind of tentacle like tongue has come out of its mouth and is sort of writhing around as it slashes and 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 writhes and zuri is starting to scream and pull away as she starts to stand up and and try to back away she is currently gripped into this creature's uh hand 
And your perception check was what now? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Saw none of it. <laughs> so yeah, you 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 weren't fast enough to uh, prepare for that situation, but why why did it think it would be easy? Why do you think we would just bury a man? I thought it was just a mysterious a touching. Scene? Yeah, yeah, just a touching was... scene with a dead man. Nope. Welcome to Navarre game. Nope. <laughs> I was paranoid, but I was like, nah, that's just me. <laughs> like, Navarre wouldn't do that. Lola's into a false sense of security. Man. Good thing somebody stayed behind, because what would have happened if nobody was here? You <laughs> would have heard Zuri screaming and tried to get to her as soon as possible. Just another sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> What was your perception roll? It was a nine? It was a seven. Seven. seven? Okay. <laughs> uh, if everybody could give me perception rolls as well. Help. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fine. 23. Oh, good. <laughs> I've got an 11. 19. zombie. Alright, so Wick, you are I'll just move closer. I'm going to move you on closer, but you're 25 feet away uh, right. from from the creature. That and is my speed. You hear screaming. You see um, what looks to be what you thought was a dead Jaren attacking um your friend Zuri. Oh shit. Uh, I'm going to sprint my movement over there, dragging my scythe behind me. Uh, and I'm gonna kind of look to Zuri as a like, can I hit this thing? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's like, get this fucking thing off of me! Right, okay! And then I swing up with the, the scythe. Okay. Can you tell me what I add to attack rolls? Yeah, so um, a scythe would be a strength-based weapon. So okay. you would be uh, basically whatever your like initial strength ability boost was. Okay. Did you add it twice for background and for? I I wasn't allowed to add it twice because I added the first two were strength and dex. Okay. And the last two were wisdom and charisma. I want to say. Okay. Or no, wisdom and constitution. That was what it was. So yeah. So basically, you would d twenty plus one. Okay. And then your attack will be whatever the scythe's damage is plus one as well. Mm, I don't think that's going to hit. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, that that does not hit. No. Um, so you swing down with the scythe, and it crashes right next to the creature's head, and you can see as it's like still trying to get up. Uh, do I, do I, is this like before when we had like a movement action and then two other actions? So yeah, you have three total. Three so total, you've okay. already used your movement. Um, and then you still have, you just use one action now to attack. You have another action left. I'm going to try and hit it again. Okay. Let's see this one. Mm, even worse. Okay. Yeah. So you're still swinging at it and it, and it kind of flails around, um, let's go of Zuri and is, uh, is kind of just fighting now. Um, and I'll say, because typically, like, a perception check costs an action, but I'll just say, oh. um, because you roll so high on your initiative with a 23, you notice that the hand you put in the water, which has now become salt water, because it's basically, like, 
as the river turned into a sea, um, the water changed, especially over these 83 years. Mm -hmm. The salt water has started to burn away at the creature's hand. Oh, interesting. And yeah, and so that was your three. So now it is uh, Moore's turn. I am going to run up so that we are face to face. Okay. Um, is the the artist formerly known as Jaren on the ground or upright? Uh, we'll say right now uh, he is trying to get up. So it's kind of like, we'll call it prone for the for the sake of this. Uh, I would like very much to swing my scythe down as hard as I can and try to uh, behead this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead and make that attack roll. Same thing, so just add your strength bonus uh, if you have one to the roll. I do not. That okay. is a 13. Okay, flat 13. That still hits. And yeah, so just give us some damage. Solid four damage. Okay. So yeah, so you you swing down. You don't end up hitting its neck, but you uh, the scythe penetrates into um, the creature's shoulder, like right above its, uh, right under its collarbone, um, and sinks in. And you can see it just scream at you with this nasty flailing tongue uh, whipping about. And that is two actions, so you still have one left. Uh, I'm gonna plant my foot on Jaren's corpse that's currently ambulating and pull my scythe out. And then I'm, I really don't want him to have a head anymore, so I am going to just swing again. Okay. I did very nearly throw my dice across the room. <laughs> Kill that motherfucker! I want his head. That is a 19. A 19, okay. Uh, yeah, so that is a good hit. You can see this time you're able to, like, get a chunk uh, from its neck, but you still can't quite get the head decapitated. Hell yeah, um, Moors. But yeah, you definitely have that. We tried, we tried y'all. Uh, oh, can I also yell that the salt water did something weird to his hand? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what was the, what was that number again? For the second damage? damage? Yeah. That was two. Two, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Six whole points of damage. That's what's up. All right. Level zero and, babies. That's pretty good. Yeah, level zero. Yeah. Um, awesome. So it is Mackie's turn. I'm going to spend my action running into the sea. Okay. And <laughs> that's it. No. Um, I'm going to take my coin pouch that only has one gold in it now anyway yeah. and fill that full of salt water. Okay. And just put the coin pouch under my armpit and like bagpipes the coin pouch at the the body. Okay. And just science. I think that's that's like two actions. Okay. Um, Yeah, so go ahead and make an attack roll. Uh, Yeah, what are the stats for my wallet? Yeah. Uh, Is this what you thought you'd be doing today, Devon? You know, um, I'm going to say go ahead and you can add uh, any dex bonus you have to have. Okay, great. Uh, your level zero dex bonus, so just in case you've added more when you got your class. I can see Moore's just hacking away at a body and just in the background. <laughs> just body. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's going to be a 14. 
a 14. Okay, yeah, so you are you are able to manage uh, to get some water sprayed on it. And you can see where you sprayed uh, that water, because there's not a ton of water um, in, in the coin pouch, but uh, yeah. you can see like it starts to, um, where it splashes against the body, you can see it start to like bubble and uh, blister. Uh, you know, but it doesn't seem to like do any like, it's more superficial damage at this point, just when you're splashing him. Uh, but you can see that does it's doing something with the water. And then I have one more action left. Yeah. How far is is this man away from the sea? He's like uh, five you, feet. Yeah, he's like at the edge. Basically, you um, Wick had put his hand in the water, so he's right there at the edge. And does this thing that he's in or on have wheels? The, no, no. It's just like a basic, like a stretcher. Okay, then I'm gonna flip some fabric. Flip the table towards the sea. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead and make a strength roll for that. <laughs> That's a, a strong six. A strong six. Yeah. So you try to you try to grab at it, um, and as you grab at it, it's. <laughs> Its head whips around, and you can see like the tongue kind of lashes out and like smacks you uh, across the cheek. You you recoil uh, in disgust and are not able to get the actual uh, yeah. palate off the ground. That's terrible. Yeah, she's gonna drop the table and back up, <laughs> sort of recuperate yeah. to that. Yeah. So okay, and that brings us to Pi the fox. So did did Maki prop him up? Is he standing? No, he currently he is still in a prone position, kind of just like hands and knees writhing around. I just rock the table until it's his turn. He can't get up. Okay, is he at least? Sit, but he's at least like sitting up. Yeah, we'll say yeah. Okay. Per visual. He's, a, he's perfect height for me. Um, can I do <laughs> a thing <laughs> where because um, Kitsune's have multiple tails? Yeah. I want to do a thing where, like, I want to, like, leap over him and in some way grab him with one of my tails and try to just momentum drag him into the water. Okay. So, yeah, I will say right now, because the tails kind of determine how much magic. Oh, um, much. Yeah, yeah. That was what I was wondering. Yeah. Um, and so I would say, especially if you're in this kind of, like, fox form, um, you currently have two tails. Okay. Um it's just been a thing that people around town have kind of just like gotten used to this weird two-tailed fox that wears a backpack um, and they're fine with it because they just don't question anything because uh, they know magic doesn't work. Then maybe, um, not, then maybe not with his tails. Maybe I'll do the same barrel mo- uh, roll move that I did with the pantsing. Just yeah. try to like body move him because he's so close to the ocean. So I just want to like just use momentum to like push him power toss him into it. Yeah, for sure. So what we'll say mechanically is that you'll you have to do one action to grapple. Okay. And then another action to uh, shove, I believe. And, and I'll tell you right now, the DC of the grapple will be um, 17. Um, what was the, uh, what was the Se- mod? 17 to grapple. What was the mod that I have to add, though? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, your, let me check. Good, but maybe <laughs> I want to say it's strength, but let me double check. Oh, if it's strength, it's a five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm but a small fox. Yeah. It's best. <laughs> Hands are different than a human body. 
I thought you switched back. No. No. Nobody in town knows that she's up to for you guys. <laughs> this is this is how I re- represent myself to the town. Right. I'm a Sonic the Hedgehog character. <laughs> Tails. Basically, yeah. It's got a helicopter so you can fly. Oh, okay, so it's an athletics check. So, which is, yeah, strength. Yeah, Yeah. no, so it would be a five. <laughs> okay, so that's one action, though. So you can attempt to do it again. Because uh, you would still have enough at this point to do another. If you're able to successfully grab on the second one, you can still have enough to try to uh, shove it. Then, yeah, I mean, why not? If I have a second, if I have another chance. Uh, yeah, just uh, roll another d20. Just a pure straight roll. Make the dice guns. <laughs> it's even worse. It's a three. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so you um, you all see this uh, you, your friend Pi the fox grabbing at the the shirt and just kind of like jumping around and trying to writhe, you know, bite at this uh, creature, and you could see it kind of just flailing its arms, attempting to shake you off. Do you want to do anything with your last action? I thought I, I, I did two actions. Yeah, you have three. You get oh. three every round. Oh, I have three. Then yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep tug of war. Try again. Okay. <laughs> with all my heart. <laughs> Oh, a 13. Uh, no, still doesn't work. <laughs> this one's better. You get a pretty good like grip on on his arm, and he's able to finally like pick you up and shake, and you drop down to the ground safely, but uh, we're not able to hold the grapple. Uh, it is now Jaren's turn. Jaren is going to use his first action to get up, uh, and then it's about to get up okay. He is going to... uh, All of you are in front of him. He is going to reach out and grab at Moors um, for doing damage. And I rolled a natural 17, which I'm sure hits. What's your current AC right now? 15. 15? Is that like you're not wearing any armor or anything like that? Yep, that's not armor. Okay. Okay, yeah, so uh, I rolled a 23. Um, I'm Excellent. going to do... So you see he, like, shakes his head forward. This nasty tongue comes out, and it's going to grab onto your arm uh, for five damage. And you can feel as this tongue tendril latches onto your body... Uh, you feel some of your lifeblood pour from you. Um, and it is going to drain your blood. And it gets some health back. You are now, uh, Mark, on your character sheet, the condition drained one. Got it. And... Oh, you know what? We, I've been letting you guys just roll a bunch of attacks and we forgot to even talk about multiple attack penalties. So... Multiple attack penalties are a thing in Pathfinder 2e. Uh, basically, after your first attack, you take a penalty of minus five. So, like, if you were a plus seven to attack, it would become so your first one would be seven, your second one would be two, and then your um, last attack is minus ten, which would be in this case you would take a minus uh, three to that attack. Um, if you're using agile weapons, uh, they have the agile trait. You becomes minus four, minus eight 
And then if you have like other feats, you can reduce it even further. But typically that's how it's going to work. So um, I don't think it would have changed anything really. Uh, maybe a couple points of damage, but it's not the end of the world. So, but yeah, just moving forward, we'll just have to keep that in mind. Um, and I say that, what reminded me of that, is that I will now be trying to do an additional attack. One more attack. Uh, this time it's going to attack you with its fist. And I rolled a natural one. So you see it swing out. You back up, rip away from the tendril that was feeding on your arm and are able to dodge the blow from, from Jared's fist. And that will end his turn. Which takes us back to Wick. Uh, okay, seeing that Pi is trying to get him into the water and that it just went after uh, Moors, I'm gonna just full barrel fast as possible. Okay. Shoulder into knees, try and mm -hmm. drop him in the ocean. Okay. Yes, yeah, so same thing. Hmm. Uh... Mm-hmm. Interesting. 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 <laughs> What'd you roll? Uh, natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> My classic terrible dice rolls are following me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you 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 run for, or you go to, to push uh, and kind of slip in the sand. Uh, you can feel the... Like the hand of this creature kind of rub uh, along the back of your head, knocks your hat off. And uh, yeah, you still have two more turns. Okay. So what, in, in Tui, what qualifies as an attack versus like an action? So basically anything with an attack trait. So like a shove, a grapple, those are attacks. Okay. I don't think I have really anything else I can do besides attack. Okay. So I'll just take the minus, what was it, minus five? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. So it'll be minus four because of my plus one to... Yeah, it's basically an athletics check. Zero. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So you're you are trying again. This for whatever reason, this creature um, seems to be. It seems to have an innate uh, desire to be away from this water. Um, it can sense like after its hand burning, uh, the water being sprayed against its back. It just does not want to go, and it's pushing against you, trying to shove it uh, into the water. So at this point, I'll tell you right now, like, just because you guys are new to Pathfinder. Um, What's your bonus right now? It's like a plus one. Yeah. So even if you, unless you roll a natural 20, there's no way that this next shove is going to work. So could I, like, would it be an attack roll if I, like, tried to jump on its back? and just Yeah, like, that would be that would basically be like a grapple. Yeah. Okay. So, and I was wrong. You don't have to, you don't have to grapple first to shove. You can shove first. Okay. But either way, it's the same. It's, you're still rolling athletics. I mean, this, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just an angry little train. I don't think yeah. I can, I can do much more than, just. I'm just gonna try for that nat twenty. Who's to say? Okay, yeah. Who's do to say? it. Guaranteed nat twenty right here. Yeah, I mean, you're not rolling d tens, so you should be good. Six. <laughs> or maybe eight. not. So right. negative so two. Minus four. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, just so... like flailing and mad, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like when a child throws a tantrum, but there's no one around for them to hit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> just like swinging. <laughs> Windmilling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Jaren, this um, weird zombie-like creature is just fighting uh, against against all of these pushes uh, of these tiny creatures uh, working their best to, to push him into the water. It's like the kid that won't go down into the pool. Yeah, he's right in the edge. I think at some point I just like stumble into pie and then like try and write myself but overcorrect <laughs> and end up on the other side. I love it. Um, yeah, so it is now uh, more disturbing. Mors is not particularly strong, but Mors is particularly angry now. Okay. So uh, Mors is going to swing her scythe not at the creature's head, but at its feet. Okay. And try to upend it into the water. Okay, yeah. And so you're actually, the scythe has a trait called trip. Um, so you can use it that way. This uses the weapon's reach. Uh, I, I just threw a giant die so far away. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. That is a 17. Okay, yes, that will work. So you're doing the trip action. Uh, yeah. Okay. You try to knock a creature to the ground. And they have to make a re or that's against their reflex DC. So it changes the uh, DC a little bit, actually. Maybe not. Let's see. Turn to yeah. Yep. So you beat it. Um, so they are tripped. They fall back and splash. Um, their head splashes into the water, but they're not fully submerged. For my second action, I would like to dive on top of him and hold him <laughs> under the water. Okay. Um, so let's do, yeah, we'll flavor it that way. Let's call it a shove, though, for the mechanics of moving uh, moving okay. him into the water, um, which is the same thing. It's still going to be an athletics check, so uh, which would be your strength. That is only a 15. I have no strength bonus. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, let me double check. So I want to make sure I'm doing this right. So you're, yeah, you're, you're basically on top right now. You're, you're not able to get gets him pushed uh, into the water more, um, but you're currently like trying to in this in this basically in this struggle, uh, and I think that was that was two turns. So yeah, you could try again, and this the same thing because of the penalty, it's going to be like a natural twenty to succeed on this to try to move him further into the water. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Oh, Let's go. go for that nat twenty. Yes, you got it. Not quite high enough. That is a sixteen. Damn. Oh, almost there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can see now, but you can see the water just bubbling around its head as, you know, these blisters are starting to populate. Uh, again, still still superficial damage at this point, but something can happen if you can get him in there. Um, and that will take us to Maki. Okay, so this, this man is in the water, kind but of. just sort of standing in the shallow... He's now laying down. Uh, Moores is doing her best to... Push, push him into the water, and you can see um, the his head is like submerged. Uh, most of his head is submerged, but not his whole body. Okay, 
I'm going to try to, um, I think in like the heat of it, after seeing sort of her friends go to different extremes, yeah, she feels that like tingling on her skin and she like jerks and a quill like shoots out and she catches it and tries to pin his hand into the water. Okay. Uh, all right. Go ahead and make that attack roll. A quill attack? Yeah, I love it. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Ooh! Um, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, it's not the damage one yet. It's just the regular attack. So that's a 21 to hit. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Okay. And then, then I take, I'm going to roll with the ocean die this time. But we did um, four points of damage. Okay, awesome. Uh, okay, and that's so that's one action. Uh, oh, keep keep. She's gonna keep like just stabbing, like over and over. Um, let's see. You said minus minus five for the second, minus ten for the third, right? Yeah. So I think actually your. Or does your quills, do they have an agile trait on them? No, just finesse and unarmed. Yeah, so minus five. Cool. Well, that's a zero. Okay. (laughs) For one. And then the second one is nine. Okay. (laughs) That's good. So she just takes two quills out and just stabs them into the sand. (laughs) Got like it for a later. Threat. Got it for later. Yeah. yeah. A, this could be you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You don't end yourself. I roll intimidation. <laughs> uh, Shouldn't you have done that first? <laughs> 100% got it out of order, but it's just trying. Just trying. Who needs harder. action economy? Oh, okay. Hang on. Sorry. I've. I've been uh, missing. So he's actually going to take less points. Um, I was misreading how exactly this works. So there's some extra stuff that happens if some other things happen, but he, he also would have taken other damage just from the splashing and stuff too. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing some work. Okay. And you can start to hear now this like high pitched squealing noise. Uh, and you can see like along its neck, this like, bulging as something is moving throughout its neck as well. Yeah. You was right. Pie, you're up. Moors is still on top of the body, right? Yeah, so if you, basically I'll, t- I'll what I'll do is this. I can give you, like, circumstance bonuses. There's no advantage um, in uh, Pathfinder. There are hero points, which, by the way, I always forget about these, but you'll have a hero point, which gives you advantage. Or you can use it if you're ever in the event like you fall um, to zero health. You can use that to come back heroically at one point. Awesome. Um, but if you do that, you have to use all of them. So if you gain more, um, then you would have to like spend them all. But right now, you guys all have one. Um, so, But because he's already in a comp- compromised position, I will give you a plus four to your roll. Uh, 
Yeah. So. I want to do that thing that foxes do in the winter time when they need to go hunt prey, like that high jump and <laughs> but I want to do that on top of moors so that both of our weight can yes. just help yes. dunk yes. <laughs> <laughs> further. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, for sure. So we'll just call that basically a shove, uh, which is again just your athletics. So whatever your uh, bonus would be to that plus four as well. That's a 16. Awesome. Yeah, that works. So you guys, so you jump in a way that kind of pushes you guys further into uh, the water. Um, and go ahead and roll damage for the, well, shoves don't have damage, but you see that because of this, um, the the body starts to um, it starts to look like it starts to smoke it starts to steam as if uh acid was poured all over it um you can see like uh it starts to to writhe and and his body is sort of freaking out you hear this high-pitched squealing again and you can see like its chest moving around um and the water starts to go over his body more as you guys are pushing him further in um and you can see like just blisters and, and bubbling and for whatever reason this once human body starts to dissolve in the salt water uh, in the ocean or in the sea. Uh, yeah. And I imagine more is probably like, let's go and, and backs up and you guys kind of take a step back and um, you know, he just starts to sort of sizzle and steam in the water there against the shore. Morris definitely backs up, but like not a reasonable amount because she is fascinated by <laughs> what is taking place here. Yeah. Maki's gonna just try to like grab Moore's and give a little like nice tug, like please, please, please. from a respectful just a little more. Yeah, I will allow myself to be tugged. Okay, okay. I'm gonna start using my my scythe as like a push broom and just like pushing the rest of his body <laughs> into the water, into the out to the sea. <laughs> to to find yeah. death, a burial at sea. Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can see he starts to uh, go further out. You, the squealing that you heard stops. Um, the body, you know, continues to kind of sizzle and dissolve. And uh, yeah, you're all just sort of left, like wondering what's going on. You can see Zuri um, sort of sitting back. Um, you know, she's sort of backed away a, a pretty decent distance, and it's like kind of just hand over her mouth um, in complete shock of what just transpired. Morris, Morris, the bodies yes. usually smoke like that when they die. I have never seen it before. It was incredible. Fucking wild. I don't know why that happened, but I need to find out. Why is the body still squeal like that too? I don't think anything is supposed to make that noise as it dies. Should we also burn it? And she's already have an arrow like cocked and ready, <laughs> like Viking burial this bitch if needed. <laughs> like, Do we think we after the Did body he have family? <laughs> Well, Zuri. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how like um, those like uh, bath bombs. You know, sometimes after they dissolve, there's like a thing in the middle. <laughs> Do we need to sweep it up? Do we need to? Like, I just want to know if there was like a prize inside, like a j- jam of stone. Gotta dissolve it a little more. to issue. No. <laughs> just bones. Just bones. No, yeah, it it just dissolves pretty handily. And what you see left is just um, the clothes that uh, that he was still wearing, um, and and for like a split second, you see this weird 
like blue larval writhing above above the waterline, and then it just kind of goes in the water. Can I try and catch it with my scythe from a distance? Uh, it, at this point, you guys have already pushed him out into the water, oh, okay, so he's yeah, he's he's pretty far out there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so just now it just kind of becomes like this like weird um, uh, like mulch of of dissolved body in the water um, and and some clothes that are kind of just floating. So we should probably tell them the beach is closed <laughs> for the day. <laughs> we just don't Run swim. <laughs> you see a teen lifeguard running by, and she's like, "Is everything okay?" <laughs> Not swimming today. Go ahead and close it down. They got sharks, or what's the <laughs> worst contamination spill? Right. Um, is Zuri okay? Is like yeah, are we should they, check on like, Zuri. Physically yeah. injured? Are they she, hidden so we're yeah. hot throats? Like um, she, you can see on her arm, it looks to be like what beginnings of like a bruise, of uh, just from where he had gripped her wrist. Um, but she seems otherwise uh, unharmed, okay. and she's just in shock. And uh, she's, I just, uh, what, what was that? What, how, how did this happen? I. I don't understand. I have one more really quick question. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. You so can. when we saw the blue larval thing, so as as a sensate gnome, it says that I have like heightened senses. So could okay. I could I smell a difference when it when the blue larva thing came out? Like, did it smell like it did in Zuri's house, or is it does it smell more like ocean death? Or um, go ahead and give me a perception roll for that. Okay. I didn't think smell was the sense you were gonna pull out. <laughs> well, it's it's it was specifically talking about smell, and we we mentioned the smells earlier, so yeah. I was wondering maybe if mm, not with a what is this nine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, I think heat of the moment and everything. It it was just too hard okay. to tell, yeah. and then the mix of this, you know, the ocean or the sea air and everything else, and uh, it's just too too much all at once to kind of take in. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you guys go and check on on Zuri, and so you know she's just. I just don't. I don't. I don't understand how that happened. I mean, if this, if this is what's going to happen to people who go out there, oh, you know, he he had other other people hunting with him. Nobody goes out alone, uh, and and they haven't returned. I just. I mean, if they come back, I don't know. Well, has it infected anyone else? I mean, he's the only one who came back. He's the only one who's returned. But, like, did you get it from him? And she could see, like, she starts to freak out and, like, reach all over her body, uh, looking to see if she had uh, anything had happened. Um, or, or Moore's. Did it get you? More, more than a little. Moore's looks down at her arm. What does she see in terms of, like, marks from being drained? Yeah, so you see, um, it looks almost like a, like a, like a suction cup mark. Uh, or you can see like just like this ring um, that has been opened up and sort of drained um, the 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 skin around it almost like carterize um, from where the tongue was. Can I do a medicine check on myself? Sure. Which one of you is going to behave? <laughs> that is a nineteen. A nineteen, yeah. So you, I think you know. Because of the your field of study, I think because you literally just walked out as a 
grown dusk walker 10 years ago um, from a battlefield you have analyzed and looked at your body and, and the body of people who, who have died uh, quite a bit and so you you feel like um, it doesn't appear that you have like contracted anything it doesn't seem like you have any kind of poison in you um, you just feel like you've had uh, some blood drained from your body for sure um, and it's still like sort of slowly bleeding from the center of it um, uh, where it wasn't like that ring, uh, in the center of the ring, you can still feel like a little bit of blood oozing, but it's not like you're not pouring blood at all. I think whatever that was only takes, I don't think it gives anything if you happen to get caught by it. Okay, good. And she, um, she, she's like, well, if, if you're gonna, if you're going to pursue this thing, when he first came back, he, he let me know uh, where he went. I can try to map it out as best as I can for you. And so she um, she kind of hurriedly walks back to her house. You can hear her uh, crying uh, as she does. And she uh, grabs some parchment and ink, and she is able to sort of draw a rough estimation of where um, he where he went that day. And... Um, I'll ping it, but we don't have to like worry about tracking the map right now. It's, what we're going to do is kind of go into an exploration mode and, uh, and just talk to it. But basically, out like past this big hill, uh, way deep into the forest. If we mouse into the forest, you can see. Yeah. So yeah. So she, yeah, she hands over that map, and uh, and she also hands uh, Moore's a a uh, like a medicine kit to help. You know, in case uh, one to help with your arm, and then two um, to just in case you guys need it while you're out there as well. Thank you, just in case. Yeah, of course. Um, I wish that there was more that I can do, and I just uh, I'll have to go talk to Jaron's family. But please, if you can find what did this, prevent anybody else from coming back. Let's go get this thing. That sucks. Yeah. Do you do you need us? Do you need anything? I just think, you know, uh, sometimes when you when you are infected by something, and you can take a part from it, and that helps. Do you want us to do that for this? Uh, you mean like a research? Or like I don't know. This is more Moore's. Maybe you could say this better than I could, but just do you want us to bring something back so you can do whatever healers do with it and maybe make like a, a cure or a treatment? Uh, I mean, that would certainly be helpful if you could f- figure out what it was, but please don't go out of, you know, you know don't put yourself in harm's way to, to get it. Um, oh no, of course not. She this really is a demon. Like, <laughs> she pulls out like a necklace of, of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it was already started. We will, we'll bring you back something. Okay. Um, she's she's kind of nods and uh, and you can see she's trying to just figure out like what to do with herself um, and just kind of like picking up jars and putting them back and like trying to just rearrange things. Um, but yeah, you guys are are set to go if you would like. Can I say before we left, I filled yeah. up one of my water skins with uh, salt water. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And so you guys sort of trek out. You you head out into the forest that's immediately north of of where all the homes are. Um, and this is a for this part of the forest is very well known to Pi and to Mackie. Uh, this is where you um, you guys do a lot of your foraging, where you um, are able to still hunt for like smaller game, things like that. Uh, and you have to go up towards the druid tree, uh, and there's a small pass that kind of leads into, uh, like up into the cliff and uh, into the forest above. Um, the druid tree is this ginormous tree. It's it's massive. Um, it the legend goes that during the battle, this is where um, many druids kind of came together to do their part to help. Um, and as the sun mages of, of uh, Magambia uh, were able to add their shield, um, the, druid, the druids sort of put their, their life force into this space as well, um, hoping to protect the land. And, uh, and what was left behind was this giant tree. Um, you know, you can see along the bark, it looks as if there are um, a multitude of faces in there, um, whether that was carved by somebody years ago or whether that's the faces of druids, nobody really knows. Um, but it's kind of a sacred place, especially for those uh, who are in tune with nature. And yeah, so one thing about Pathfinder that's different from D&D is like there are different exploration tasks. So sometimes it's just as simple as like, I am just perceiving to make sure we are not being tracked. Um, other things like using stealth, in exploration mode, it kind of slows you down, um, but it's perfectly fine to do. You can also, somebody will need to like do survival to stay on the path uh, and kind of track where you're going. Um, so yeah, we'll just kind of go through it. I, I imagine uh, Mackie or Pi would be leading the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cup, well, right now I have plus seven survival, but... Okay, so that Not would really. just be just yeah. Take off the. I think yeah, just plus two. Yeah, it should be because okay. your proficiency is your level plus your training expertise, whatever. So okay. I mean, we can we can like switch off if we want to do. I'll roll survival. You roll survival. Sure. Cool. Awesome. So yeah, so um, give me that roll, the first roll. And then uh, for Wick and for Moores, what will you guys be doing? I'm going to start covering our tracks. Okay. We'll slow you down a little bit, but it's, like I said, it's not a big deal. And I think I want to um, just kind of be playing lookout at the back to see if, like, to make sure there's nothing creeping up behind us. Or I guess Morse is at the back too because they're covering our track. So I think I'm back there with Morse. Okay. So yeah. So just give me um, your roles for all of that, and then we'll go from there. All of you so perception track. for keeping track, um, survival for covering tracks, survival for keeping an eye on like where you're going, and then um, if Mackie's doing the first one, Pi, what would you be doing for? Um, I think since now we're in the woods, <laughs> <laughs> I can finally. Uh... Shift, shift out back. of shift out of this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn back into my human kitsune kitsune bar. Okay. I'm just gonna pop out. Yeah. <laughs> <Hands up. laughs> what does what does Pi look like in in her humanoid form? Um, Pi's a little bit on the short side, like five, like eight. Um, they've got That's like short. A, <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. I ask as me a five four human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um Pi has like a fairly like colorful-ish tunic with like leathers and stuff. Um they have like ears that match the, the dusty color of their um or the red ears of their like fox form and then they have like two tails um nice the satchels are now just like pieces like part of like a belt that's on their hips now um and then they have just like regular like foraging like pants and and boots and stuff like that and they're just like hey (laughs) (laughs) i love it all right nice of you to join us that's a 17 survival okay around so many people the whole time. <laughs> Even on the beach, though, it was just kind of kind of two other people, but really one and a half people. Syria was already people. having a hard time. Like, Suri didn't need to know all about that, too, you know? Because Zuri has said some things to me, like, in private as a fox that, like, we would have to discuss about, like, you know... I so, see. You know, sometimes I go over there to just like get free food and sandwiches and stuff like that. So you know, she talks. She likes to talk. She's got to get a lot of her chats. She doesn't think that I'm just you know. <laughs> With her shit hammer of a kid. Yeah. yeah. He, I was gonna sorry. say when she was thinking of things to do, I wanted to say maybe talk to your son, but I I know that she was overwhelmed. <laughs> also, <laughs> she's already having a bad day. I can't imagine he's gonna make it any better for her. It's okay. Right. The panting was enough. Gave him the boot. You threatened the shit, shit on his. <laughs> that was a little much, but he went after a five-year-old. That's more than. That's not as much as he deserves. Yeah. Can you believe we almost went to work today? <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely didn't tell Lona that I wasn't coming in today. <laughs> shit. And when did you go to the woods, Mackie? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, remind me, I'm sorry, what was that roll for your... Oh, survival was uh, 17. It's loud in the woods. <laughs> conversation. It's a fun place to be! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And Wick, uh, perception? Seven. Seven, perception, okay. And more survival? I rolled a hot 11 to cover our tracks. Okay. <laughs> and are, will Pi just be doing perception right now as well? Yeah. Okay. Just give me that roll. You go to dice jail. You don't get to play anymore. <laughs> I have a whole new set of dice because all of mine have 15. rolled poorly and they're all in timeout. 15. Who do I even who do I even sub in? Let's use let's use the <laughs> blood spatter dice. Maybe that'll work out better for me. <laughs> Um, all right, yeah, so you guys get out into the upper forest. You start to walk through. Um, the rain hasn't really picked up, but it's still it's still drizzling down. And in the trees it starts to it starts to fade because there's so much tree cover uh, you can kind of avoid it. But 
because there isn't a ton of sunlight, it has become a little bit darker in the forest. Not to the point where, like, you know, have to pull out torches and stuff like that, but it's definitely, um, you know, that sort of gray to the air. Uh, you are walking through. There's plenty of underbrush. You can hear at this point, uh, you know, the jungle trees, all the different creatures, uh, monkeys and things kind of chittering and, and, and cawing and flying around you. Um, you skirt just south of the battlefield. Um, and you can see like through the tree line, you can see these beautiful flowers that have been, uh, that grow along, uh, throughout the battlefield. Actually, um, you don't see anybody out there picking any flowers right now. Um, but you can see just kind of like this fog that seems to just settle across that open space as you're kind of walking through the tree line around it. Uh, you start to head further into the jungle. And at this point, Pi, can you give me a survival roll for this? Actually, you can all re-roll um, for this second leg. Come on. Oh, that flew away. Fourteen. Lead dice is in jail too. What was that, Pi? Fourteen. 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 Okay. Nat twenty, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Morse. Thirteen. Thirteen and Wick. Eight. And eight. Wick is distracted by all the flowers and all the different smells that the different flowers have, and like the bright colors. Yeah. And is trying to pick one of every color, but not like go too far out in the in the meadow, but is like picking one that they think like represents Mackie, and then one that they think represents more, and one that more is in the, one that they think represents pie, is and is trying yeah. to like Wick's... sneak them into their packs. Is Wick the person that makes those like chains, the daisy chains from the like white flowers? Wick tries really hard to make the daisy chains, but they end up just like with like green, you know, like the chlorophyll or not. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Chlor yeah. Chlor chloroform is the bad one. Chlorophyll. <laughs> <Plant. Whoa. laughs> chlorophyll, like all over their fingers and like a tattered mess of like a, and they've, they've, they've since stopped trying and they just sneak like a flower of each into their friend's packs. <laughs> yeah, and you can see the flowers that grow here are actually, they're, they're called creeping lilies. And they have this flame, uh, like a flame-shaped uh, petal. And Morris, when you see Wick um, kind of picking out the flowers, you um, I think you would probably warn them that like, you know, the sap inside uh, can be poisonous, so just like be careful, uh, huh? you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Is my mouth supposed to do that? Yeah, um, <laughs> I can't feel my tongue. Yeah, yeah. and um, but yeah, so you guys, you know, travel through. Um, you're able to to kind of figure out where exactly Azuri had pointed to. Um, I think Pi starts to uh, veer off a little bit, but. When that happens, uh, Maki, you start to notice signs of foot traffic, um, humanoid foot traffic, and are able to kind of like, oh, hang on, it, you know, it's it's this way. You guys go closer to the next like hill outcrop, uh, and you can see it's almost like this 
there's like this clearing there um, of trees. And it's not a big clearing. It's enough to like for you all to fit inside. But you can see on the floor, there is this uh, like a crystalline shell. It looks like it was made of some kind of uh, metal. Um, if you'd like to know more, let me know and you can roll for that. But it looks like it looks like a, a weird um, shell that was like split apart. Um, and, and as you're kind of looking around, you can see that there are uh, more of them. There are four more of them, but these aren't broken. These other four are not broken. They're, they look like cocoons, like these blue cocoons in a metal shell. Oh, is this around the place where I found that body? It's, um, yeah, it's like probably a quarter mile from where you found that body. So what I was trying to tell you guys earlier, you guys kept ignoring me when I kept, like, <laughs> belief was so important. Was, you Sorry, know, we don't speak wolf pie. Almost fine. And you find, you find some of those same leaves that you, that you had pulled out of your satchel. You find some of that same like bush that you had to like <laughs> try to identify the area. One time I tried to come out here by myself. Don't start with me. I don't want to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. And I found a body out here in the woods. Same thing, throaty thing, throaty shenanigans. I maybe it's these things. Should we cut one open? No. What if it gives us information? Okay, so somebody just died in town, right? Yeah, that's sucks. And you're looking at the cocoons now, and one is like open. Do you mm-hmm. see? Do you see the pattern, the correlation? Okay, but here's the thing. If we cut them open, one, we kill whatever's in the cocoon. Two, we get information. Or so it's like a double whammy of like- And then I gotta like drag you to the ocean. I mean, I mean you, you might be small, but I imagine it would be very difficult to put you in the water. <laughs> I have salt water, I can just drink. Put salt water on them. You start to hear, you start to hear as some of the cocoons are, are cracking. Whatever we do, we've got to do it quickly. Cocoons are, cocoon things are usually babies too and they're stupid. <laughs> Fuck. You see, you see this, uh, this like paw of a creature push out and it is a blue paw. You can see now all four of these pieces are starting to break out of their cocoons. We do not have enough salt water for this. <laughs> and I would tell you, I think that for sure, um, a couple of you are wise enough to know, like, this is a very bad situation. Very dangerously bad situation. Yeah. Uh, op- options um, are running. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of okay. <laughs> Navar says so we don't start trying to fight. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say, do we kill all these guys? I think, yeah. After looking at how it's it's more than like four, which is enough. Yeah, there's four, four of them. Yeah. Um, each of us. <laughs> how big yeah, are they? Me, yeah, let me look that up for you. Enough. <laughs> I think that'll help. Time to be a detonator in your throat. <laughs> we each kill one. Um, yeah, so in terms of in terms of size, uh, they are like if they were to stand up, they would be like six feet. 
but they are quadrupeds. Oh. So no, we're gonna go. Oh, it's goodbye. time to leave. Goodbye. Let me actually. Guys, we gotta go. Let's <laughs> thought, take our leave. I thought they were like this big. Yeah, you said larva, and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, like, I was thinking little like, baby. puppy. Let me. Uh, no, these are grown, tax-paying cocoons. No. <laughs> this is magic fed cocoons. No. Great. GMO. Wait, we gotta go. <laughs> these cocoons have a social security number. Okay. <laughs> and I'll show you. I'll show you what you guys are looking at too, so you can see. Oh, oh good. <laughs> the thing that's going to kill us. Yeah. I, I too like the nightmares. <laughs> Oh my god. I want one. That's got a Can I have one as a mount? <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'm look, I, I was imagining like a, a wiggly little worm. This, that, that's got I muscles as hell. It's got muscles I love it. <laughs> this worked out. He kicks ass. It's <laughs> apocalyptic blues clues looking. <laughs> So what? So what? So what? Our our party is seeing for the listening audience <laughs> is uh, basically what looks like a like a blue lion, essentially, like a very thickly muscled blue lion-like creature. Except that instead of a mane, it has these tentacles writhing around its head. It has a very short, like snubbed snout with snarling, sharp so teeth. Cute and bright yellow eyes. Um, and it looks hungry and angry. They all look hungry and angry. I guess Sonic abomination. Yeah, as a child. Sonic abomination, no. <laughs> Mars has never wanted a pet before, but this may be the time. <laughs> oh no, Mars, okay. we can, we can share one. one. These no, cats are about to kill you. We can't, we can't keep one. this. Look into its eyes. No, you can't That's what I'm doing and it looks like the sun. Pi just puts their ears back as, a, as an animal who understands the way things work. <laughs> I'm yes. taking steps back. <laughs> We're running. Uh, We're going. Yeah. So we we will be going into a chase. Um, so you guys, uh, uh, sounds like you're just going to take off running, which is smart. Um, more you, than I, maybe not. <laughs> You're like, but it's so beautiful. Maybe. abs on the sides of their body. I know, know it's so cool. <laughs> I want to have abs on the side of my body. Maybe it will imprint on us and think we're its parents. We <gasps> never know. Lars, would you raise a little monster with me? Absolutely. I would love nothing more. Um, Wick falls to their knees and sobs and joy. <laughs> I'm picking. I'm gonna pick Wick up and just scoop him like a football and keep going. We don't. We can't. We could though, Maki, Maki. We could. We could be its four parents. <laughs> so this is all happening as you are running yes. and uh, being chased through the jungle. So I'm what like I'm gonna over have you. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do is um, basically we're just gonna run this um, like you tell me what you are doing to try to get through the obstacles. The obstacles being getting through, uh, you know, skirting around trees, trying to get away. Anything you want to do to try to prevent them if you can, um, and we'll just kind of go in. Uh, we can do this in order of of our last initiative. So um, just to make it easier. So, uh, you sure you want me to have initiative to buy? Hey, yeah. Uh, so, Wick, you are currently being carried by uh, Mackie and 
Uh, yeah. Well, is there anything you would like to do whilst being carried? No, I'll be a good, responsible, kind <laughs> player, and I won't run back to the sweet blue babies like I want to. <laughs> I will put you down as soon as you want to be put down. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to, to like, turn around so I'm on Maki's shoulders, okay. and I'm just kind of trying to get, like, a higher elevation to see places where we might be able to hide, uh, places we might, like run into danger, like maybe a dead tree we can pull over to slow them down. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, if you want to like try to throw something at them or like pull something down, just give me an athletics check for that. Alright, alright, alright. This time we're turning it around. Big die, can't lose. Ace! 17? 17. Okay. All right, yeah, so you are able to like grab a pretty thick tree um, and, or a branch rather, and you're able to, just with the momentum of running and you, you know, the strength of, of your fear, you grab and break this branch down and throw it back. And you are able to like trip up one of them. Um, you can see it starts to slow down. The other one kind of jumps over it, uh, jumps sideways against one of the trees, and is still chasing you. You can see that they're just barreling through this jungle right now. Uh, Moors. I just want to say it's chasing us because it wants us to be its parents. <laughs> uh, for I my part, uh, while we are running, Morris is swinging her scythe back and forth to clear any like low-hanging underbrush that might be in their path and slow them down. Okay. Just to try and kind of keep it a just a straightaway to run on. Okay, perfect. Um, go ahead and just give me like an attack roll for that. Come on, don't, don't, don't be bad at me this time. Okay, it's a twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you're able to, I mean, you guys are kind of just following haphazardly the same path that you came on. Um, and you're able to like kind of cut away at this. Um, so far they're not, uh, they don't, they're not gaining on you too quickly. They are, uh, a little bit faster, uh, uh than y'all. So you can see them like starting to pick up, but it's not complete. Uh, Maki, you are next. Gnome on your shoulders. Okay. <laughs> yes. Gnome on my shoulders. Um, I'm going to try to, especially if they're looking for a vantage point, I'm going to lift them Lion King style. <laughs> just to, like, clear them from my body. And, like, like shiver again and just, like, shoot. I think I kind of want to, if I can keep running use do i still get three attacks if i'm running the whole time yeah uh well no so we'll say like you have to at least use some movement there it's going to slow okay. you down to do an attack but yeah okay then i'll just do one quill that'll just fire back okay fire at quill Damn. You can't. You cannot. I love you so much. I'm so sorry. It's a 14. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you shoot this quill. Um, you can see it's it it's going like right towards his head and just at that moment uh one of these creatures just ducks down um and you see it kind of like bounce along it's the tangles of its tentacles um and is able to kind of get past it uh and that one picks up a little bit it gets a little bit closer to you 
Oh, come on. And then I, I bring... <laughs> I bring the gnome back down once it's safe. Okay. Which takes us to uh, Pi. Um, I think Pi would try to get ahead of everyone and try to see if I can find maybe a game trail or something that can kind of lead us off like the main path where we can try to get away from these guys. Okay. Um, uh, Yeah, give me a survival roll for that. That is a 15. A 15. Okay. Yeah, so you are able to um, find a, a like a deer trail you uh well, i don't think they have deer in the jungle but anyway you're able to find like a game trail and you you're able you turn that direction and um your party follows you guys are able to kind of cut through this narrow uh pass you can see behind you the akata well kind of give it away but that's what they're called um you can see them flying uh and they, they can't make the turn quite quickly enough and so they uh lose a little bit of their speed one thing you notice as you turn through this space is that you um, are starting to see more and more uh, spider webs. Um, like it, like at first, it's just like you see a couple like two spattered spider webs, um, and then as you guys are just continuing to run, you see more and more, and you start to notice um, as you're running. You you see next to you this bird fly up out from the underbrush and it starts to slow down in the air um, to the point where its wings just stop moving you guys are still moving but you can see like all around you things in the jungle are just starting to come to a pause you see the ground around you just develop into these webs uh, and webs are kind of like appearing all around until it looks like you are basically wrapped. The space around you is wrapped in a bubble of web and all of the light from the area goes away and becomes black. And then light starts to slowly come back to you and you wake your, or not wake, but you, you start to look around. You can see you're in a completely different place now. You're in a place, it's like a cave, like a well, carved out cave you can see along the wall there are a bunch of different weapons down at your feet there is a beautifully woven woven uh, uh, carpet like a rug with beautiful shapes and colors uh, and many pillows and cushions all around the floor you can smell delicious food and you look up you see a an elderly woman uh, with dark skin she has her hair up and wrapped and she's sitting there and she is just kind of weaving um, these threads in her hands and she looks up at you and she says hello my children welcome i am fondly called grandmother spider and i think you can use a little bit of help and she stands up um, from the side you can see that there is another creature in the room. Uh, this creature appears to be humanoid, but has a lot of like very insect-like features. Uh, I think uh, I think you would all recognize this kind of creature as what's called an anadi, the spider people. Uh, but this is an anadi in a hybrid form, so they are very 
slim build. Um, they have these uh, like hooked hooked uh, toes and fingers, um, pinchers where its mouth is, and these large in- or insect-like eyes. Um, and she stands up and she walks up to you. Well, as you know, for a long time now, magic has left this world, and it is folks like myself who took it away because the people of the world were selfish and destructive, and they brought pain to the earth and to the people that we care for. And when it all came to an end, all the gods decided that we should take this away. But I've watched you, and I've watched your people in your town. And for the most part, you are a town that uh, cares for each other, that does not take selfishly, that works together to build something better. Indeed, you four have come out here to sacrifice yourselves, to look after your town, to make sure these creatures do not come back and hurt you. And it is with this, and you can see like she's talking to you and she has, you know, she's still kind of of, um, of weaving with her two hands. And then you see two more arms kind of like come out from behind her. And she puts one hand along, um, along the shoulder of Moore's and says, it is with this that I would like to give something back to the people of this world. And let it start with you. And should you be a good example, maybe more will follow. But right now, and she looks deep into Moore's eyes, she says, I need a champion. You see, the people that follow me are here to make sure that those in their care are always free, are always taken care of. We use our tricks to to avoid corruption and and captivity. And I think that the people in this room are able to do that. And you can feel as she kind of like steps in front of all of you, she puts out all four hands and touches all four of you. And you can feel sort of this vitality come over your bodies. Uh, and you feel stronger, faster, more alive than you've ever felt. And Moors, you you get the sense that it's almost like the lives that you, the life that you had before um, sort of runs rushes past rush, rushes back to you. Excuse me. And you remember being able to do miraculous things um, to heal people, to protect others from harm. And she she looks at all of you and says, I will now give you all a gift. And so <clears throat> you see the, the Anadi kind of comes and he taps on Wick's shoulder. And he brings you over to the cave wall. And he looks at you... And you can see like he's kind of gauging your size and he grabs this like short sword um and next to the short sword is this big ass like great sword and you can see he grabs a short sword and he kind of hands it like he puts it out to present it to you and like looks at you looks at it and looks at you and he can see like kind of read in your face and so he kind of flips it around his hand reaches back with the blade and there at the bottom of the hilt of the great sword is a ring he puts the sword through the ring and flips it up off the wall and you you catch it and this thing is like looks like a giant's dagger like it's a fucking big ass great sword um and he says uh this seems to be more your style oh yes please and then he turns to he turns to maki and with that same short sword blade he kind of flips it around and he presents it to you and you can see that 
it's immaculately designed. It has these beautiful, uh, like red, yellow, and green uh, leather, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a lacquered leather that's built into the hilt. It's got this beautiful blade that starts out thin and looks almost like a long spear, um, like the same kind of blade as a spear, but it's just this short blade that comes out and, and leafs into a spear-like form. Um, and hands you that as well. Um, he also gives you, excuse me, some leather armor that is like similarly designed with this uh, uh, red, uh, yellow, and green color. And it has like beads along the front um, in a row. We steal beads that are like almost like studs into the into the leather itself. And um, yeah, and yeah, and so. You see, Moors, that um, the same creature, uh, the same Anadi, comes out and he pulls from the wall this like very um, like stylized scythe. It's a little bit bigger than the one you had before. The blade is much wider than it was. It has almost like a uh, like a crooked spine to it, um, and indeed where you where you don't have to hold the handle like there's there's leather binding for where you hold it and outside of that it looks almost like it has the spine of some creature uh, that runs along it and hands you that um and kind of just like offers uh in the direction you see this armor along the wall as well that has um this crystalline web uh feature to it that looks like it's basically the symbol of grandmother spider and that's like emblazoned into the to the chest plate. And she looks over at Pi and says, Well, for you, I would like to introduce you to my brother. Let me get his name. And you can see like your your mind kind of goes uh, black again. And you're in this, and then it, your eyes open, you're in this room by yourself. And standing in front of you is this large red mantis. Uh, like a praying mantis creature. And he says, uh, my name is Achakek, and I hear you like to do things a little bit differently. And I'm, well, I'm here for that. So what I offer to you is access to a magic that has not been seen, unlike the divine magic that Grandmother Spider offers. This is something that has a little bit more of a... hmm, cunning to it and you can feel inside your body uh, this magic kind of swirling all around you you can see like this form of this uh, celestial fox kind of jumping around and jumping through your body and up and around and he says I offer you this and from his hand you see this little um, tarantula kind of crawl out and the tarantula has wings and it kind of flaps its wings and flutters over to you. I'm going to put him on my head. <laughs> <laughs> he will help you and keep you safe and teach you the magic that I have bestowed upon you. I hope that you use it wisely. Just give him little scritches on the top. <laughs> and you blink and you're back in the room with everybody else. Grandmother Spider, she looks at you all and says, I... I give you these gifts not freely. You must protect your people, my people. Now, these creatures that you are facing, these Akata as they are called, they are from another world. They do not belong here. 
I hope that with these gifts, you can prove that I have chosen the right people. And you guys start to see as she sits back down and goes back to her weave, you have all of this gear that you've collected um, and the room starts to fade. She says, don't let me down now. And you are back in the space. Um, Mackie, give me a survival roll. Of course. That's a 14. 14. So you you look around. You don't see. You're back where you guys left. Um, you don't see or hear the uh, Akata behind you. And it does seem like some time has passed um, while you were gone. So presumably they have ran forward ahead. Um, but yeah, Mechanically, you all have now the equipment as described for the armor for Maki, that would be studded leather. And then for Moors, basically would be like a plate. But yeah. So yeah, so real quick while you guys, um, before we like get into combat and stuff, um, do you have any questions on equipment, anything? It should all still be your third level characters, but I know we didn't really talk about equipment beforehand, so. Like for Allegra, just put a great sword as your okay. for the stats of it. I do, yeah, I have I have a stat for it pulled up next yeah. to my character sheet. Who knows? I'll she... I'm sure I'll have questions, but that'll be fine. Yeah, we'll figure <laughs> it out. We will learn together. Um, do I still have the drained condition? Um, no. I would say at this point it's gone. Even if it like mechanically wouldn't be gone, uh, Grandmother Spider would have healed it from you. So bless her. I love her. Yeah, your full health, full health, uh, all that. She so casually announced her godhood, like, it's just a god, just me. <laughs> just me? Little, little old god. Just been 83 years. Just chilling. These In are my, my friends. Mind, she's like Cicely Tyson, just as yes. very unassuming little spider woman. <laughs> yes. Exactly. This is my brother, he's a praying mantis. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. This is fine. So yeah, so you all are geared up um, and ready to go. You can see the deep gouges of the of the Akata running through the jungle. It's their trail is very easy to follow right now. So really, all we need is a marching order. I'll lead the trail. Oh. <laughs> if anybody else yeah. doesn't want to, I think I'll be right behind Pi. Am I? I I've put Wick. Yeah, I'll be right behind Pi. Okay. I'm not carrying Wick anymore work and I'll, uh, I'll probably go next okay i'll keep you in the back okay yeah so you you now have this i mean first of all do you guys say anything to each other you just went through this yes. crazy <laughs> divine <laughs> event we all saw that yeah so what yeah, yeah. hi please <sighs> no bye <laughs> This adorable gentleman on the top of my head right now. I do. No, he'll come to me. But look how cute! It's got wings. (laughs) Yeah. So on. So you're familiar. You can actually add the flying feature to it. Um, Ah. (laughs) That is equal parts terrifying and wonderful. 
Yeah. And I was like, I hope none of you have like major arachnophobia because it's going to go <laughs> real serious real quick here. Not oh, with I the friends we so have. much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So we're chosen by God. By God. Mm-hmm. Was the praying mantis a god too? Well, I assume if that's his poor brother, yes. <gasps> You're so fucking right. Wick, I would like to say you look extremely tough. Thank you! Do you see this sword? It's three times my size! Gigantic. You look and incredible. You, you and Maki have such your pretty armor. Now? My strength score? Yeah. <laughs> I was given the sword. 16? 16, yeah. So, like, you le- legit just, like, grew muscles. <laughs> yeah. And you look shredded! I have the power. Everyone's got armor and everyone's got cool weapons and you've got a tarantula on your head and I'm so proud of everyone. I'm not usually this emotional. What's happening? (laughs) It's the forest. It does that. Being touched by a guy will make you a little more. And you can feel now, Wick, this like fire burning in your chest. Like, yeah, shining bright like that. You can can feel like, oh yeah, you're ready to end this with these creatures. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so you guys set off, and you get to right before the cliff face. You start to run. You are able to catch up pretty quickly, you feel like, and you can start to hear them running ahead of you. And then you start to hear them slow down. And it's right before you guys get to the cliff, down into the pass, into the path uh, by the, uh, the old druid tree um, that you hear now. Uh, they've stopped running. They've started to turn to encounter you and let's go ahead and everybody roll perception Twenty. Seventeen. Twelve. Twelve. I got a twelve as well. Okay. I just changed pages so you might have to refresh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Look at these little babies. They just want homes and love and family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And we'll we send them, to them. And we'll send them to whatever God made them. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm oh, talking sure. about. <laughs> <laughs> and because she is a God, you all have two hero points right now. Yo. So in, in addition to the one we had before? Two total. Yeah, two total. So one of the ones that's further back is going to go first. This creature runs up to Pi, who is in the front, and it's going to use two actions to get to you and take a bite. Attempt to take a bite. I'll bite you back, bro. <laughs> um, 20 to hit? <laughs> yeah, 20. Okay. What's your new AC now? Uh, 16's my current AC. Okay. Alright, yeah, so it takes a bite for eight points of damage. So it runs up and with these um, this thick jaw, it's it bites into your leg. Uh, I need you to make a saving throw. Fortitude saving throw. That is a fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. So that does not succeed, but you you get this bite in your leg, and you can feel um, just a sharp pain there. That will end its turn. 
which takes us to the next one, who is going to run past. He's going to run past Pi and go after Mackie and do the same thing. Going to take a bite. And that is going to be likely a miss. Real bad. Uh, 14. 14 does not hit. And then it's going to try to bite again, this time with a, yeah, another fail, 12. So it's just snapping at you. And now with your new agility, uh, you're just kind of dancing uh, back and forth and dodging out of the way of, of, its, uh, of its strikes. Yeah. Wick, it is your turn. You have the biggest sword. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, I, uh, realizing that these these little blue buddies are going after my friends, lose all semblance of love for them immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna rage. Yeah. Uh, that counts as an action. Okay. And then I'm going to unsheathe my massive new sword and I'm gonna go for the one that's right in front of Maki right now. Okay. Hell so yeah. it's, is there like proficiency? Thing on this? Yeah, so now it should be... Um, it's uh, my, my strength is three, so plus three, and then plus... It should tell you, if on your character sheet, it should add it, but it should be your your level plus your train, so two, so five. So that'd be eight. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. All right, so plus eight. Well, 14? <laughs> uh, 14 will just miss. Yeah. So you swing down with this big sword, and you can see, like... It dodged to the side um, as the sword crashes down. You still have one more action. I'm going to. Do you? I'm um, real quick. Do you get a bonus to your attack with rage, or is it just your damage? I think it's just my. Da- you do an additional two damage. It's just okay. and, I, and I take a minus one penalty to my AC. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to attack again, okay. and this is at minus five, so I'll be plus three now instead of plus eight. Yep. Thirteen doesn't hit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you swing down, it dodges to the side, and then you kind of swing to the side, and it and it ducks underneath. What's the point of me getting a cool sword if I can't hit anything? <laughs> uh, okay, Mackie, it is your turn. Okay. Um, she's going to sprint forward to the this guy. Okay. And give a clean, like, shh, shh, with her short sword. But I think the first time she swings it, just because I feel like I feel like I know where this is going. She, she <laughs> swings it and it's fine. Okay. And it's it feels so good that she's like, woo, and swings it again and cannot hold her cool or keep her focus. Okay. Um. So we're gonna, we're gonna try get this new sword. <laughs> That's a nat twenty. Hell yeah. <laughs> Okay, bet, bet, okay, wait. So yeah, so go ahead and roll your damage. Okay, and does damage like double in? It does, yeah, so just give me the total damage and then we'll times two. Okay, that's a four, so eight points of damage total for that one hit, and then the second one. And that that includes your damage die plus the bonus? Yeah, the yep. I rolled um, a three plus one, and then double. Okay. And then the second one, that's a twenty-six to hit. Okay, that is also a crit. Holy shit! 
Woo! Yeah, um, so 10, oh. over, 10 over AC is a crit. Okay, cool. Fuck. Uh, okay, four, <laughs> four plus one is five. Uh, that's 10 points of damage. Okay, how do you want to kill it? <gasps> Woo! You did it! Woo! Okay, <laughs> she, she takes oh, the first so clean cut, and you can, like, that, that shiver that happens when she's about to, like, shoot a quill out happens. But then she just like keeps it together and does one like clean diagonal and makes those locks like a tight like fade. <laughs> like, the, like, all the tentacles are gone on the top. High and tight. High and tight. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Clean. Yeah. Beautiful. Very good. That will end it. It's a good sword. These are good swords. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Morse, it is your turn. Okay, with my fancy new armor, I cannot go very far. Okay. So, I am gonna go. I'm gonna switch my settings first. I'm gonna yeah. go up to this guy here. Okay. No. Oh my god. <sighs> what are you, what are you, what are you okay. trying to do? What I want to do is sudden blight, but it hits anybody in the area. So I'm trying to figure out where oh. I can be that I'm not gonna kill most of the party. Is it a radius um, effect? It's a 20-foot burst radius. Okay, so you so, can just, like, push it, you know, out here, right, or and just burst it. So that okay, it just that is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna... You might... You probably can only get the one on the top, because to get both of them, you'd have to hit pi as well. Yeah, I only, I only want to hit the one that is not going to encourage uh, friendly fire. Okay. <laughs> Okay, D20. Let's let's see what the vibe is. Vibe check. Vibe's pretty good. <laughs> that is a 26 to hit. That is a crit. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so that is 2D10 negative damage, and they have to make a fortitude save. Well, let's, let's do the damage first times two, and then we'll see if they have to make a fortitude save. Twenty-four damage. Okay. Dude. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So you you <laughs> shoot out this divine damage, and it bursts out. You can see the creature um, get hit from the side. Its tentacles writhing, and it screams out in pain, and then just explodes into embers of white light. <sighs> You're doing such cool stuff. <laughs> Holy shit. This is a good day. This is a good day. This is a good day that we're having. <laughs> and Pi, that takes us to you. This dude bit me. Yes. <laughs> so the only logical thing to do is bite his ass back. Okay. <laughs> Take him to the ancestors. So I'm going to bite him. Okay. I'm just going to remind you, you can do whatever you want, but you have some fucking badass spells now. So, <laughs> <laughs> you are a spellcaster. I'm going to use Flaming Sphere. Fuck yeah. At level two. <laughs> oh, my. Damn. So, I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> 
Roast my, his ass. bit my leg, so I took a step back, and I just, like, in both hands, just, like, poof, <laughs> And I look at both of them, and they're, like, blue flames, like Azula. And I'm just like, yes, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I'll just, like, throw them at him. Um, yeah. So you have to do a, a, a reflex saving throw. Okay. And then if you make it, then. Uh, reflex. I rolled a twenty on my reflex save. How do I know? What is your spell save? Oh, the DC is nineteen. Okay, so I passed. Then you. Then nothing happens. Nothing happens. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, they say if yeah. you succeed, it takes no damage. Okay. Yeah. So you you <laughs> you you kind of enamored by your by your blue flames uh, shoot these out, but not used to having to casting spells. Um, they kind of go just over the top of the back of this creature, <laughs> <laughs> and you still have one action left. Right. I think that's a two action spell. Is it a two action spell? It'll have like two little squares or three little squares. Is it flaming sphere? Yeah. Oh, so there's like two little yeah. things. Okay. So I can cast it again? No. So you basically, it uses two actions. So um, oh, you have one action so left. I have one action left. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> since the fire didn't work, then I'm going to bite him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go back to Old Faithful. Yeah. Why don't you crit on a fucking bite? Do it. I dare you. <laughs> Crit on a bite. I've done it before. This is my life as a shifter. Cast <laughs> yes, bite. That's worse than a twenty. Of uh, it's a ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the bite does not. But yeah, you now are burying your teeth. Um, you and this creature are burying your teeth at each other, uh, and. It's the dead one's turn, so he dead. Yeah, he dead. Um, so yeah, so this one, the last one left, uh, runs up to attack Maki, who has moved up and killed its friend. Uh, That's right. And it's going to attack you and try for that bite. Try it. Natural sixteen. That's not gonna work. Plus nine. <laughs> Plus nine will work. <laughs> and uh, go ahead and roll a fortitude save for me. And what? take nine damage. Okay. Nine damage. What's your AC, actually? Uh, 19. Okay. I just want to make sure it wasn't a crit. Um, yeah, so nine damage and then make a fortitude save DC of 17. Okay, and what do I add to? Let me actually. So you'll actually have a fortitude save number I in your character sheet. Bet. That's a natural twenty. Oh, yeah. This is the best dice in the world. Ooh. Thank you, Geeky Tees. Thank you. You Manchester Orchestra and shake it off. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you are good to go. So you, it bites at you. You can feel the bite hit, but you are able to uh, shake off any. Uh, undo effects. Um, it is going to try to bite you again, though. Oh, it's, it's mad. Um, but that is going to be a 13. So a fail. Okay, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm like banging my swords together. I'm <laughs> a menace in front of this thing. I'm like, come on. Yeah, black air force energy. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's it's it it bit pretty hard, but it's like it's now just growling in front of you. Um, it takes us back to the one that is burying its teeth at Pi. It is going to attack again, <laughs> and that's going to be a fail with a fourteen. If he tries to bite at me, I want to jump on top of him <laughs> to try to avoid it like a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, so it bites down and you jump up and do the, um, oh God. Anyway, you put your hands on its head and do like a split and uh, its its mouth goes underneath and then it's going to try again because it's really all it can do, but that's going to be a 16 to hit. 16 is my AC. Is your AC, so. Okay. I assume it does hit. Be, yeah. So that's going to be 10 points of damage on that one. <laughs> I'm hurting. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've taken a bit now. Well, I'm the um, spellcaster in the group. <laughs> yeah. You want it to be in the front of the marching order. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not used to really being a spellcaster. I'm used to being like a ranger where like I can go punch somebody at the same time and then cast a spell. I have yeah. regrets. Yeah. Um, give me, well, let me make sure. Hang on. I think you're good. Um, yeah. You already failed your save the first time, so. Um, and then this next one is going to be a 12. So it, it gets one good bite on you. Um, it bites another chunk out of your leg as you're standing there. Um, oh, and one more thing uh, that I forgot to mention. You went from having um, two tails to having six tails now. Oh, shit. Yes. I bloomed. Yo. <laughs> and you can see at the end of each of your tails is like um, like a dark a dark red uh, fur uh, along the tips. Hell yeah. Ooh. I'm dope as fuck. You are dope as fuck. <laughs> Just fan out. Uh, Hopefully, um, die in Zach is inspired to draw all your characters, so I don't have to try, but I will certainly try because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still try, Zach, but I'm not good at no. it. No. Not as good as you. <laughs> I've been noting the descriptions. I've got some pretty cursed doodles in here. <laughs> I think your doodles are ever cursed, my friend. <laughs> and okay. disgusting. So yeah, it is now back to Wick. You Wick, you see your friend Pi getting pretty beat up by this creature in front of it. I was gonna ask if there's flanking bonuses in this game, but honestly, I don't care. And there I'm are. gonna sprint. <laughs> there aren't. Yeah, they are. Yeah. There are. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. No. I'm gonna sprint. I'm gonna slide forward between Pi's legs under the monster, do an attack as I slide under, and then pop up between the two of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> that giant sword too. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. just hold it long ways, and then once it's passed, you'll bring it up really fast. <laughs> let's do that for all the flavor. I love all that, that flavor. Let's let's have you end up behind it. You'll get the flanking bonus. That's a plus two. That's fine. To, to your roll, and then um, yeah, but flavor-wise, all of that looks the same. Oh, I was mostly I was mostly nervous that they were gonna have flanking on me, but then I realized that I'm a barbarian and I don't care. <laughs> totally doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. It's just the hero points. You have hero points. I do have hero points. I'm gonna use one. Uh, for the points. audience, that sounded like a really low number. Do you wanna? Um, do you wanna guess what it was? I think you can guess one. what it was. <laughs> I need you to see my dice, my blessings dice box, because it's full now. Oh, shoot. Okay. (laughs) 
I yeah. need to make you a new box or something. I don't know. I'm a person like I don't believe in <laughs> natural twenty. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, guys. I'll save my speech on superstition for after this. <laughs> it doesn't Hero. Hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, okay, I have a twelve and then plus three. Let's see. Uh, twelve points of damage in total. Times two. That's that's the that's with the double. Okay. Because uh, that also that would have been like a twenty-eight to hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Either way, it's critted. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then. What's your bonus to your plus roll? Eight. Okay. So that uh, oh make no! Any I sense. get plus. Uh, I get more <laughs> damage than that because of rage. Uh, so that would have been. Okay, hold on, math. That was three plus three is... No, hold on. Three plus three. Yep, that's six. Plus another two is eight. So that would have been 16, 16. points of damage. <laughs> like that. Hang on. Good old rage damage. Okay, yeah. How do you want to do this? Oh, yes! Uh, I think With I just want to gut it as I slide under. Slide and underneath. as soon as I know the, the great sword is past the danger of pie, yeah. I'm just going to tip it up and just chin to butthole. As yeah. they say, <laughs> as the saying goes, chin the butthole. Um, you you see you see Wick come out the other side, just covered in this dark blue blood, screaming, holding this giant blade. And then I'm immediately gonna whip around and slash at the one that was going after Maki. Okay, uh, let's see. So that would have been what's do, do great swords have reach? Uh, they don't, but I only use 20 feet of my movement rather than 25. So, yeah, that's that's one big difference in uh, Pathfinder and D&D is your movement is per action. It's not per oh, split. So, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. I can't, like, split it up into, like, no, five. No, you can okay. move that direction to um, sort of add a body there. Hell yeah, I, you can actually get into position. Let's do this. Let's put you in position so that now there's a flanking bonus for yes. when Maki attacks. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and that will be that is exactly what I'd like to do. And then, uh, yeah. I'm gonna look it in the eye and like lick up my arm with all the blood on it. <laughs> I think we are both intimidated, both me and this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, Maki, I right. love you. I'm here to help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, it's just this guy. <laughs> is, it, is it my turn? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> yes, then I will <laughs> wide-eyed, like, still trying to process the energy that Wick is <laughs> sending my way. Wick is full I'm, like, not even, right <laughs> not even going to look at them. Just, like, swing my shorts just out and hope to catch them. Um <laughs> And I don't know, what's the... Does flanking mean do I roll with advantage, or is it like no, a plus? No, so you're just going to get a plus two to okay, your man. attack, basically. They, they get a minus two to your AC. It's just easy just to add it. Okay, that's a 27 to hit. Yes. That's a crit. Fuck them up. That's a six plus one is 14 points of damage. Okay. On the first swing. Yeah. It's still standing, but it's it's looking real, real rough right now. Like you cut deep into its body. Okay. And then um, do I remember where um, Jaren's wounds were? Like the worst part of Jaren's wounds? Uh, I would say 
probably like up around his chest is where he got great. So change over and down into the chest. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's a <laughs> that's a plus plus nine twenty four minus five nineteen. Okay, that is still a hit. That's four points of damage. Okay, how do you want to do this? Yes. I'm going to sink it into the chest, and I want to get it about, like, oh, there's no good way to say this. I want to get it about eight inches deep before <laughs> I can tell that, I've, that I'm killing it, and then just slowly, like, eye contact, like, hilt to tit. Finish it. <laughs> What are these? What are these measurements? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eli, you've never heard of it. <laughs> I got tilt butthole now. Butthole hilt to tit. Let's go. This is oh, what they I thought will. of when they wrote this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Uh, and yeah, and it is done. Um. You see, uh, more as you see, your friend Pi uh, is pretty badly wounded. Uh, but otherwise, uh, and you see Wick looks like uh, they <laughs> just bathed <laughs> in the wounds. I'm like drenching my I... hair in it and like running my hands. <laughs> Oh, boy. I was in the back for a lot of what happened, so I am not at all prepared for Wix energy. <laughs> so I'm gonna go over to Pi and just, oh no, your beautiful tails. And I am an academic with no idea what I'm doing, and it's about to become the world's problem. <laughs> so I'm just going to hug Pi with the intent of make it better and less bloody. Okay. <laughs> and mechanically, I'm going to cast heal. Awesome. Yes. Are you trying to hug the Do piano? Do I have to roll an attack for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just roll stuff. Eli, is, is your face Pi's face right now? Yeah. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Bring it in. <laughs> Just like all the... You know, you know how like animals get nervous a little bit or they puff out? <laughs> like all the, tail, all the tails went... Foof. Eight. <laughs> Okay. Just nervous. Are you so? Um, I think with heal you can do multiple actions to add uh, dice to it and to add. Um, but I, yeah, let's. So I mean, we're not in combat anymore. You're out of combat, so. Uh. Yeah. So I can actually I can give you another D8. So. Fourteen. Okay. There you go. Yeah, fourteen health back. Like once I feel the healing energy coming through, then I'll just like <laughs> settle down, settle into it. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting you Mors to grab. Mors is mortified. Yeah, Mors is mortified that they like touched somebody physically in an intimate fashion. It's just like I'm. Yes, I'm. You look better. <laughs> like this just is feels nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very warm and pleasant feeling. Um, 
Morris I can imagine Morris is like trying to like pick <laughs> off like lids. Like I don't know what else to do. Kind of spot checking. <laughs> yeah. Is that your first hug since like you know? I'm an academic and I spend a lot of time in a library and books don't require hugs. So it hasn't been an issue up to this point. This required hugs and this was great. I appreciate it. Maybe not so swift on the movements. It was a little too fast for me, but (laughs) this was great. Understood. I I see that now. Thank you. Appreciate it. But yeah, these these uh, uh, creatures are defeated. Oh shit! I want to cut off um, the the one that I gave a flat top to. I'm gonna grab like five of those sort of tentacles and oh, it's okay. take them back. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! We should do something. Not we should tie. We should tie like um. Like a vine around it I'll or something. Pull some of the intestines out of the one I gutted <laughs> and like oh, shit. <laughs> empty them out and make sure there's no like refuse oh, in there. Well, <laughs> tie them around the tentacles. There you go. Magic I'm oh so nervous. I'm so nervous about who's gonna get this gift. Magic changed you. <laughs> well, that will do it. Thank you. <laughs> And then I tuck like one of the last flowers in there as well. <laughs> no, this poisonous creeping lilies. Uh. Uh, I'm also gonna run up to Pie and squirt some salt water on her her bite wound just to make sure that there's no uh. infection. Okay. Yeah. That's, no. <laughs> this is sanitary. I wish people listening to this could see the physicality that Leg just did. Like the proper way to utter a cow. <laughs> yeah. Tell me you're from Arkansas. Y'all ain't never milked a cow sideways before? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a cow tip more often, baby. Yeah, there was just never encounters in my life. <laughs> oh, cow tip on the island? <laughs> Side uttering a cow. It's fine. Uh, just put that shit around your mouth. It's great. <laughs> Challenging. Heat to mouth. It's Again, these measurements. <laughs> That's three. You got it. <laughs> you ain't never going to teat to mouth. No. <laughs> no. It's fine. Yeah. It's just like titties, wow. but on a cow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, so good. Okay. Yeah. So you have your bouquet of tentacles. Uh, you've gone tea to mouth. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you are you are near the cliff face to enter back towards the towards the village. I think at that point my rage ends and I just kind of slump. That was nice. That was fun. Do you do you need someone to carry you again? Mm, yes. <laughs> okay. But I have to carry my sword. So if you carry me, you're carrying me and my sword, and that's not good for you. So I'll do it. Lift. <gasps> Lift. <laughs> Let's go. It's like a 20 20 pound pound stone. (laughs) 
so yeah um you guys you all walk back down the cliff path uh back past the old druid tree and um it's a little bit uh you make it back into the main town you have all changed um dramatically since this morning uh i mean there's no two ways about it um Obviously, Pi has changed quite a bit. Do you now stay in this humanoid form, do you think? No, I gotta, if we're going back into town, then I will eventually do what I normally do, which is like put my to-go bag back under a bush somewhere. <laughs> okay. Fluff up my bush. I'll tell yeah. my, I haven't named my, my gentleman friend, but I'm gonna show them <laughs> where the bush is and let them know why we put this in the bush. <laughs> and then yeah. and then i'm gonna shift back into uh, a fox form with my flying okay. spider on my head yeah and you are now a fox form um with six tails uh, if i which will be if i bunch <laughs> if i if i bunch them together like yeah. in a weird you can use an shape. intestines an intestine to tie them close together <laughs> yeah, uh, without yeah. another intestine i'll just yeah. like try to like fold them like a budding like a, a like an unbloomed flower or something like that just to try to give it a look like it's one singular tail yeah <laughs> your your friends are about to unpack some shit on this village and um a, a six-tailed <laughs> fox is going to be the least of their worries prize magic exists right. Yeah. God's right. spider woman. She's amazing. <laughs> we're suddenly um, much cooler than when we were when we left. Yeah. But right. we will That's still right. cause problems on purpose. A little buffer, a little wiser. You see, as you get back, Zuri is kind of waiting at the edge of the town, like peering into into the jungle. Um you know, kind of pacing back and forth and sees you and sort of runs, runs up. Um, and we'll say, you know, uh, Wick is in front and uh, she runs up and kind of goes to pick you up and stops and like sees kind of this change in physique, this giant sword that you're carrying and kind of step, takes a step back and looks at all of you. And what happened? What, what happened? <laughs> What didn't happen? We won. <laughs> Stories I can tell you. Uh, yes. That's true. Um, and she kind of like reaches out and like touches some of the inky blue blood from Wick's face and she like looks at it. I brought you a sample. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold up. Okay. <laughs> this is a lot to take in. I don't, what happened out there? How, where did this, where did all of this equipment come from? We told you we would have to kill you. Uh, Wick, That's not true. what? That's not true. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you, we she has like. You should sit. You should definitely sit before we tell you about about our little John. Um. Okay. And so she like starts to lead you back. She leads you actually to um, uh, the <laughs> the the hippo's dawn, and um. Oh, kind of wait. Sits, I want to take one of the tentacles. I'll be right back. And I'm going to sprint to her, to Z- Zuri's home. And I'm going to bang on the door. <laughs> uh, yeah, you bang on the door. And uh, you're just like, what? Open the door, you little monster. Uh, fuck oh. you, man. I'm not opening the door. I'm busting no- it in. <laughs> you kicked the door I'm open. Jack, <laughs> What's up, fucker? Can- Blue monsters can- exist. Yeah. <laughs> 
I slap him in the face with a tentacle. Oh! Fuck this one kid in particular. <laughs> you went after my nephew. He's dead. Yeah, for sure. And you, yeah, you just swing and smack him across the face. And you see it in just slow motion as, like, his, you know, chubby cheeks just kind of vibrate. And this nasty blue tentacle whips across. <laughs> and he just, like, tears welling in his eyes. He's like, this, this is not cool, man. Don't mess with little kids. Let them live their fucking lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. And he, like, slams the door. Uh... <laughs> and then I sprint so... back to where they were from <laughs> Was that within like earshot? Did we hear that? No, this is like across the across the. Okay, good. Good. I am full sprinting, like both arms behind me, not for the anime run of it all, but because one arm is dragging a tentacle and one is dragging a seven foot sword. A menace. A menace. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll kind of speed run through this part of it. But like, do you guys set you, you set Zuri down, and and do you like discuss in full what what you saw? Go ahead. Do you remember what I said about how I was going to become a problem immediately now that I had magic? Yes. <laughs> yes. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Once she's fully seated at a table where I'm sure like it's reasonable she's not gonna tip over immediately uh-huh. I'm gonna say out in the woods we learn some things about ourselves and about the world and most importantly I'm going to need you to stay calm and uh, I've had my hands in like prayer position in front of my face <laughs> to really hold her attention and as soon as I say stay calm, I'm going to open my hands really slowly and just kind of toss an arc of lightning back and forth. Okay. And you see, like, she kind of, like, pushes back against her chair into, like, the table behind her. She's like, I, I don't... That, that doesn't make any sense. Nobody can do magic. Like, that... This is literally empirical evidence. I don't know what else you want from I'm going <laughs> to poof out of the fox form since we're all by ourselves oh, now. We're going to kill this one. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> so, like, and I'm just going to, like, poof, and we're like, hey, I can do that too. <laughs> and I don't do the same lightning thing back and forth. <laughs> and she she fully faints. Um, yes! She faints. Yeah, and you see Miss Lona um, behind the bar, just like dropping. She drops a glass. It's fine, Auntie. <laughs> and you see uh, Dovin. He's standing on a chair, jumping up and down, excited, and then just whoosh, he disappears as he falls <gasps> the chair. <laughs> he's outside. Buddy, okay. you were right. You were right. <laughs> Was that too much? Was that too that much? Yes. That is so cool. <laughs> Absolutely too much. No, Look. she needs to know. And I'm just like juggling the lightning still. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm gonna yeah. hoist Zuri up on the table so when she wakes up, she's flat and safe. <laughs> <laughs> so we are we in the ta- are we in the tavern or are we in, in her? Tavern. You're in the tavern. So we're just gonna leave this woman on a bar table. I mean, you're pop. Stick around for celebratory I, drinks, right? Yeah. Can I slap a heel in her to wake her up? Can I do that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Slap a heel. 
<laughs> I'm very hype about this lightning situation, so I think there's a little bit of residual energy when I go to touch her to heal yeah. her. <laughs> and yeah, Deep she room. she she kind of shocks awake, and uh, she looks around you, and she's just like, "This I don't. This is amazing. I don't understand how this is uh, how this even makes sense, but." It's, it's very simple. We, by by beating up a child, we inspired a god, and she gave us powers. Pretty much. And that's Pansing it. Your, your son was the best thing that ever happened to us. I'm trying to not tell him Oh, no, I'm telling straight to her face. I also went and slapped him on the tentacle. Sorry. Like, I barrel rolled with your son's pants. You should speak to your child about how what he thinks about many things. But because of his insolence, we are now chosen by God. And that's just a part of it. God is a woman, by and, the way. God is an old woman. Mors, you, you look up and you see in the door is Sidra, um, who for all intents and purposes is your boss. She's the leader of the library, a uh, 62-year-old woman um, who still looks like she's in her 50s, um, very intelligent, and uh, and she's just staring blank-faced um, as you guys kind of are displaying this new magic that hasn't been seen in the world. I meant to tell you I wasn't coming into work today. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay! Yes. <laughs> good! Oh, so good! <laughs> Amazing. So yeah. Amazing. That was that was so fun. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That was more phenomenal. than I bargained for, for sure. <laughs> I'm very sorry. So <laughs> no, good. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um my only wish is that I had made the combats a little bit longer so you guys could do more stuff. But um, you know it just means we have to come back and you want to Yeah, I was gonna say if you want to come back at level <laughs> three. We have to play more. Unpack some space. Yeah. I think we should. We have to deal with the fact that two people were no call, no show. <laughs> For sure. Like, I and Mackie don't have bosses. Y'all are freelance. Nah. <laughs> yeah. We fully we're own boss. Have to work out of town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, wonderful. Um, thank you all so much for joining me um, for this one shot and staying up late and uh, playing amazing characters. Um, this was so wonderful. Of course. Yeah, dude. Thank you. That was so fun. So good. Yeah, this was a yeah. great first intro to Pathfinder. Like, this is my first Pathfinder first... game. It wasn't bad at all. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's really not as hard as people make it seem. I think it's just more like the yeah. more you play it, the more you get like yeah. the better. Like with any game, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steam yeah. Stone thing, but like once we got into it, it was super good. Yeah. I'm now obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can definitely play again. Um, we you know continue this story. We can play offline. Whatever you guys want to do, I am oh, super excited. Yes. Uh, I loved playing with you guys. This was a blast. <laughs> um, it's so funny, so funny, so funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, outroductions, um, if you guys would like to do that. Uh, we'll start with Allegra. I've, On the spot. <laughs> I've been Allegra. I've been a barbarian. I've been chaotic and loud, and I'm a little bit sorry for it, but not that sorry for it. Um, you can find me at Mayday. 
uh, as Agent Tuck or Shodi in Ashoka. Um, and um, other voice actor audio drama things. Uh, Go listen to Earth Eclipse, please. Eclipse. Yeah, that's that's the that's the main one right now. I'm doing a lot of other things. Uh, uh, my friends are great. This was great. Navarre is great. I already said Navarre was great because he's in my friends, but I had to say it again because learning things is hard. And this was pretty cool. okay. Someone else go. <laughs> uh dk you can go i'm dk uh you can find me at abba darlings on twitter if you really want to see me just be absolutely unhinged on the internet yes. that's definitely an option for you the best way to be on the uh, internet. another option for that is that every saturday night at 8 p.m pst on the exquisite corpus presents twitch channel i run the single most chaotic game of D&D I've ever been a part of. Last <laughs> night, they went hunting a Sasquatch, and then it was a human man, and that was a problem. <laughs> so, definitely worth checking out, and this has been fantastic. I've wanted to play with Navarre for a really long time, and yeah. I had a stellar time. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Eli. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm Eli. Uh, I am the resident ghost of Mayday Roleplay. Uh, I, I do a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a sound engineer. Uh, I am a, a TTRPGer. Uh, I make amateur goblin games on the internet and etc. Um, you can find me on a ghost of Eli, professional, <laughs> professional goblin maker. Um, you can find me on Twitter at a ghost of Eli, where I talk a lot about uh, uh, indigenous activism as well as TTRPG shenanigans and shit posting. Um, and then you can also just you know hang out with us at Mayday. <laughs> Yeah. And last but certainly not least, Zach. Yes, I am the Zach. I'm on Twitter and everything at, at Zach the Drac, also at Mayday Roleplay, um, where I play Agent Warp and Kenny. Yes. yes. And um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I don't have anything. We're playing that right now. (laughs) Yes, we're playing a a campaign where we're all agents and some of us are ghosts, but all of us are really ghosts and we all love each other (laughs) a lot. And it's a safe, fun time um, (laughs) over at Twitch. And um, also doing a project with Die Hard Dice really soon. So stay tuned for that. Awesome. Hell yeah. And that's it. Be safe. It's cold outside. Awesome. Well, yeah, um, you all know me. It's my show. This has been so amazing. Uh, I have been wanting to play with you guys for a super long time. Uh, big fans of all of you. And I am excited to have run you through some Pathfinder. Pathfinder for the first time for uh, most of you. So this is amazing. Thank you again so, so much. And yeah, that'll do Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. We can make the story up now. <laughs> What's the plan? Um,
make the world gray and nothing bad's happening and everyone has magic. The end. They're passing out magical items. Everyone. We're just going to go jumpstart the magic real quick. Be right back. <laughs> magic defibrillators. Let's go. Magic defibrillators. <laughs> like cantrip. While you were gone, we used wish to reverse the apocalypse. So what happens? <laughs> we light that magic candle. We all have dragons. <laughs> oh, that's right. We all have pet dragons. Apocalypse is gone. Um, we made Encanto real. And <laughs> we changed the lyrics to uh, Sinky Random in real life. That's right. Go fully by cool name, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. This. That's like Jordan in the last one. Like, you want to take the blood out of a creature's nose and pour it into your mouth to get help. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds logical to that's me. How, that's how the doctors do it. Why is that this sounds so like weird? exactly the kind of thing that Jordan would say, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Shout out to Jordan. <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> Wherever you are. Wherever you're listening, Jordan, shout out to you. I will say this like spell shopping ASMR is really nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's something here. Future, Just all your favorite future voices. Future content ASMR building a character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really fun. We make, we make thousands. <laughs> Just be like that. <laughs> Mariano from Encanto. Avocado. <laughs> exactly. Why does he say it like that? His whole character is underrated. Honestly. <laughs> From that walk to yeah, 